Summer Breakfast on SEN. Yes, it is. Great pleasure to have your company. Summer Breakfast, the 20th day of December on this Wednesday morning. And you know what? I'll, I'll get to the McCafe menu later. Sam Edmund with you. I'm just so excited to be next to my old mate. The days are flying by. There's not too many of them left for the grey man. Simon O'Donnell is it here. Last day, eh? <laughs> you wish it was. <laughs> My word, it is. Second last, for no, good I've, measure. I've got COVID. Before you... Well, don't joke COVID about that. i got COVID this afternoon. I did another test. I did another test last night. You're sounding husky again. I feel terrible, if I'm being honest. But we, we've got a good gap between You look between okay. Us. You're not as gaunt as usual. <laughs> thank, th- thank you. <laughs> Oh, thank you very much. Uh, I feel like death, uh, but I don't have COVID. At least the, the, the couple of tests I've done say I don't, although I'm dubious. But we are here, Simon. Uh, if not uh, alive and well, then we're alive. No, we're going good. We're going good. It's good to have you here, Sam. I, I, you know, I sort of came in this morning thinking, oh, well, I wonder if the big fellow will be here. He was off colour there yesterday and you know, the voice was going and you were sipping on your lemon and your hot water and you did a good job to be back here again. I thought... I, I had your odds on. I'm regretting no it. No show. I'm regretting it. The alarm went off this morning. I thought, oh, why didn't I? We've all been there. It's too late by then. On the train, on the train tracks, and in we come. Uh, the McCafe menu with the alarm. Oh yeah, what happened? Yeah, I had my iPods in. I went to bed quite early. You last do that night. a lot with your AirPods in your ear. Yeah, and I was listening to a good podcast um, off listen the listener app last night. A good podcast and. I fell asleep and, you know, good night's sleep and everything. And when I don't take them out, I can't hear the alarm. Oh, and my daughter did give me a roast Another this one. morning. Oh, yes. She's woken. She saved you on our opening a morning. Of time, my word, she did. What? What? Does she Save set the alarm to make sure you're going to get in? No, no, she can hear it. Jeez, it's what a bellowing good... next to me, and I'm. What a, what a lovely lady she yeah, is to come in and <laughs> she wasn't that save you twice. This oh. morning, it wasn't wasn't a lot of Christmas cheer. In the there. alarm's blaring, and you've got your mufflers on. Uh, Tom Rogers, Melbourne Stars I opening batter. Swore like that. I, I never thought she would. We're going to cross to eleven seventy SEN Sydney to catch up with Jimmy Smith and James Magnuson. We'll cross over there, and we'll catch up with an Australian diamond. We'll talk some netball scoop after their squad announcement for the twenty twenty four Netball Nations Cup. That's all ahead of us. Uh, and speaking of the Big Bash, wasn't that back with a bang last night? Strikers, Thunder. We'll get to that a little bit later on. It was worth the wait in the end for the uh, Adelaide Strikers who got it done at the death. And what about the money on show at the IPL auction last night? Fast money for the fast men. They get all of that, the boys, don't they? $4.4 million for Mitchell Yeah, that's State. all theirs. Just as well he's... Uh, oh. He forked out that $25 million property here in Alyssa Healy. You, you pointed he, out... He must have known. Did he know this big contract was oh. coming? <laughs> I beg cash now. I'll tell you what, well, he, he is, he's a star. That is he's unbelievable. An, he's, a star. he's done it over the journey. So you can't can't say anything else about four point four million to the Kolkata Knight Riders, uh, which is easily an IPL auction new Record. watermark. Yeah. And that watermark was set just moments earlier by his uh, Australian captain yeah. Paddy Cummins. Mm. Three six six. Unbelievable. So those two raking in what eight million between them? Is Smith nothing? Went unsold. Travis Head was the one I would have forked out for. But only one two for Travis Head. Yeah, he went cheap. Work that out. He went cheap. But so what are they trying to do there? Well, what's your theory on Stark? Mine is, look, Australia are winning just about everything at the moment. So there's great currency with that, of course. But I wonder if he hasn't been there since 2015, I don't think. So it's eight years. Dragon absence makes the heart grow fonder. He was considered the big fish because, whoa, he's available. 
First time in eight years. Superstar getting an early pole and superstar bowling those Yorkers late. So that, you know, they're looking at saying they've got the best in the world at at limiting the start and limiting the end. So I I can probably understand where they're coming from. So someone wrote, if Stark bowls four overs in every match during the tournament, he'll earn approximately $13,000 per ball. Good to know, isn't it? Every time (laughs) he trots in, rolls that arm over, 13000 it is amazing, it's a isn't it? a lot of moolah. And, you know, credit to a guy who's, um, you know, you, you would absolutely say has never chased the cash. In fact, has prioritised Australia, if anything, mm. for eight years. Mm. I would. And, and always put the, the baggy green or the, the one-day commitments first on a national level. And, uh, yeah, he's probably due every cent Prioritised his body to make sure it's right to represent his country. Yeah. Fantastic. 40 Wings Temper, 0433981116 and the open line, one three hundred seven three six. Seven three six. You know, as you get tired and the year goes on, little things annoy you. I am pretty familiar with tired as the year goes on. Yeah, what's happened? What's that? Oh, look at that. Look how many keys you've got. <laughs> how many remotes have you got there? Well, no, I've, I've got one remote, one tag to get you know in in the security door. Oh, that's shocking. A couple of keys to the front door. The key to the Ute. You've got two and big ma- chunky. And my car key. What's that other big chunky thing? That's there? That's, the, that's the remote door <laughs> in the in the carport. How do you even get that in your pocket? No, but that's what I mean. Uh, like, like uh, it just dawned on me this morning because one of the keys stuck into my hand as I was trying to open the door. With like, I don't understand people who a, get I've around with the wallets too. You know, some will yeah. pull their wallet out and it's like two inches thick. Yeah. <laughs> How no, does that get in your back I pocket? Want to, I want to limit what's there and make it less chunky. How do I do that? What have you got? Well, I've got to separate, don't I? You've got some real chunky items on there. Yeah. That is ridiculous, to be honest. Yeah, no How big are the car? How big's the car one? Well, that's the car. It's the, it's the Toyota. Why is it so big? Well, you have to it's ring a big Toyota battery now, unit, isn't sure. it? Goodness me. Hey, um, that's pain. You know what else is pain? And I'm doing it tomorrow. Have we spoken about this? Flying with pets. Now, I'm flying a dog, <laughs> flying our little dog tomorrow. I don't know why, but you know what? It was cheap. Yeah, because it was cheaper over Christmas to take the dog to Tassie than it was to put it in a kennel. Yeah, but you put him in a in a box downstairs in the cage. Oh yeah, no, it doesn't. Yeah. Not like he the states. They the don't. They don't sit on your lap. But in many ways, I wish they did like America because it would be would be easier. You wouldn't believe the paperwork, the crate guidelines, the fasting, the worming tablets, the special ones to get to Tasmania as well that have to be taken in a certain amount of time. The the fine print. And it is said in the fine print that old dogs pick up on anxiety. So I, I've got to, I've got to, <laughs> dogs will pick up on the owner's anxiety. So what I've got, I've got to drive uh, the dog to the airport tomorrow. What I have to put Celine Dion on or calming music <laughs> or, you know, talk about the good times ahead. Or Santa's coming. Everything will be okay. What? You've got to be bloody joking me. Who's travel with pets? Is it worth it? I, I think it might be a one and done, to be honest. I thought you were going to do this tomorrow. You ne- we're now doing it today? No, we're doing it tomorrow. Doing well, it tomorrow. you can't say the same thing tomorrow. What do you mean? Well, you've just said everything about it now, and then you're going to say it again tomorrow. No, I've just got to... No, well, I need I need some I need some reassurance that, in fact, I am doing the right thing, because the deeper I get into it, I think, what have I done here? This is just a nightmare. I just hope we get it off in time. Well, you can't because stay at home because he keeps digging holes in the lawn. The dog will have to go a day before us too, so the mother-in-law has to pick the dog up. It's just, you can't what? put the lead inside. Yeah, because only a couple of, not all airlines fly pets, I found out either. 
So we're flying Jetstar. I have to put the dog on a Virgin <laughs> flight. Oh my goodness! It's a it's a nasty Life's a calamity. Yeah, it's not it's not easy. But uh, anyway, we'll get it done. We'll get it done. one 736 I dare say we'll have some prizes to give away as well uh, today. Uh, Paul from Q, if you had an electric car, you wouldn't have the keys, just your phone. There you go, Scoob. More what reasons, happened to fuel? More reasons for you to go <laughs> the electric. It's amazing how many reasons, times I've given Coxie an excuse to play that audio since it came out recently. Uh, Sam, I've had the latest COVID recently. The latest COVID. If you don't feel as though you've gone 10 with Iron Mike, you definitely don't have it. It's from Glenn and Morty. Well, hope you're feeling better, Glenn, in that case. Oh, Spencer Johnson went last night as well. You know the guy, kid yeah, who took yeah, the IP, yeah. uh, Big Lefty. The uh, Big Bash by Storm yeah. last summer. Yeah. yeah, the Big Lefty. I think he went for a million plus as well. Got a Bataki ham. Simply wouldn't be Christmas without a Bataki ham. How does he go the, for the same amount as Travis Head? Yeah. He's got to be the buyer of the auction. Doesn't and Smith Travis doesn't Head. go. We'll get into that a little bit later on, uh, as well as we will the Big Bash. Hey, by the way, move over Optus. Big Westpac out of yesterday. Did you see this? Yeah. Are you with Westpac? No, but I, oh. I, I heard a lot of the call-ins and stuff like that, that and you know, watching news services, that they weren't happy. Phone, uh, internet, and mobile banking ground to a halt, 10.30 mm. yesterday. So no Christmas shopping. Uh, There's out, no cash here. Out for a couple of hours too. And all their subsidiaries as well. So Bank of Melbourne, St. George's. All those banks as well. Wow. Shut down. Oh, Jeez. nothing, nothing would roll you more, would it? Oh. Complete outage. This is technology, isn't it? This is why we can't go without cash, remember? Yeah, but I think we're 13%, aren't we? The cash, cash transactions these days, and it's getting smaller and smaller. I think we'll, we will be cashless. Speaking of cash. Five years, cashless. What about the Oslotto draw? Did you see what that went for last night? No. 70 million. The biggest in four years, Oslotto. Who 70 won? million. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's been, uh, what would, would, would have been drawn. So last eight draws, no Division One winner. That's why it's got to the 70 million. And they reckon one in five Australians bought a ticket. One in five. I didn't. Bought a ticket. Would I didn't have. either. I never buy one. And I think, how good would it be to win Oz Lotto or Tats Lotto? I have runs at it. Do you? You yeah. go through a phase. When I've been going bad on the punt, I generally I'll buy a Tats Lotto ticket just to see if it changes my luck. Well, you got to buy a ticket to win, Scoot. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever won third division, fourth division, yeah. fifth division? Anything? Never a cracker? Won. Never won a dime. A chook raffle? Never won a dime. Well, the other one, I like to go in those ones where you wear, get the home on the Gold Coast, on the on, on the you know the channels behind the Gold Coast there, on the little you know, rivers. Yep. You know, they've got the, the, you can park your boat and you've got your own jetty and all that. I never win those either. <laughs> Sam, I'm going to Tassie tonight on the boat, taking the dog, nice and easy. In fact, rookie error, don't fly, take the boat and the car and the dog, easy way to do it. We always took the Spirit. However, I logged on to the Spirit website in June of this year, could not get on. No dogs. Could not get on. They can take your dog. Having said that, though, the dog is in the cage for a long, it's an eight or nine hour voyage down there. That's a long time to lock your pet. How long are you in Tassie for? And they're howling down there as well in the cargo hold of the Spirit. Uh, a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. No, I think it'll be good. I'm... Looking forward to it. We head down on Friday. You're not going anywhere, eh? A bit of a no. staycation now that you've no. you've done no. your big Same move. Home. <clears throat> Love Melbourne. Love hang, it. Hang out. It's good. I, I like between Christmas and New Year in Melbourne. You can go to nice restaurants. They're not overbooked and, you know, everyone's relaxed. Everyone's in you know, ca- civvies and casual clothes and in you know, good frames of mind. Yep. You know, the pubs, the, you know, the flying ducks near us that go over the duck. 
have a couple of jars and end up friendly with you know, some bloke around the corner, have a bit of a chat, have a punt, watch the races. Jackpot, 90 mil next week. So what? No divi- Does that mean no Division 1 winner last night again? Oh. 90 mil. I'm, I'm going to. Now you're on board. You'll come I'm out like, next week. It'll be like that Simpsons episode. You'll come out with a wheelbarrow <laughs> full of all your tickets overflowing. Told you there's a Simpsons episode yeah, for everything. everything. <laughs> hey, um, what else did I have for you here? Did you see Brian Taylor, BT, got robbed? Did you? What do you mean? Life robbed? of Brian on his, his podcast there. Yeah. He, um, he tells a story around uh, someone broke in and took all the car keys in their house. Family were all asleep. Took all the car keys, but only took one car. So the family wake up in the middle of the night. Hang on, car's gone. All the car keys are gone. What are we going to do? And yeah, they waited in the bushes and everything for these people to come back. BT waited in the bushes. Well, we'll get the audio for later. But the way it was told or reported was that BT's son or sons and others hid in the bushes and then made a citizen's arrest when they came back for the cars. Gutsy. Boy, oh boy, goodness gracious me, can That's you believe scary. that? Have you ever been robbed? Yeah, lots of times. Have, <laughs> literally? No, no, yeah, lots of times. Are you kidding? No. Someone's broken in your well, home. I used to play cricket. I used to get robbed regularly. Now, I knew you were taking the pee. No, 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 I'm, I'm not, because they knew you were away. Are you serious? Yes. I robbed, I, I, was, I used to live out in McPherson Avenue in Carnegie. I, I reckon I got robbed six times. When you're on tour? In the end, it was just, you should have just left the door open. What? Yeah. So, so they knew you were away. Didn't you? No so you're home. quite blasé about it. Well, though. it had to be. Because I was just going to say, I got robbed once, and it left me feeling, it's not a nice feeling knowing people have been in your home, going through and taking stuff. It actually made me feel, I was disturbed. Yeah, well, I came home, I, I caught them once. What? Once. Well, when I say caught them, they were in the house once, and one uh, I chased one bloke out the back and over the back fence and... And you know, I had a bit more athleticity in those days, and you know, I was—I I thought I had a good show of running him down. But yeah, geez, he scampered. What? You, he had you a were pro athlete. Don't forget him. He had a bandage on his cheeks. I said, yeah. the "Coppers, he's got a bandage on his cheek." I don't know, no one ever found him. How long did you chase him for? Oh well, a few blocks. <laughs> really? We went over a few fences. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he learned a fair. Number of words in the English language too, because he was copping a bit of a verbal barrage <laughs> well, while I was after him. See, that was your mistake. You needed to save. Yeah, I should have been. Come on, stop come on, yelling yeah, expletives yeah. and save your save energy, you so you could have mowed him down yeah. from behind. Yeah, so I, I missed him, <clears throat> but I went after him. Jeez, I can't car got robbed one night in South Melbourne. I got the bloke. Got a the citizens, bloke. Are, you made a citizen. Citizens. What happened? And took him around to the South Melbourne Police Station, walked him around with a mate of mine. Well, how do you know he wasn't armed with something? What if he had a knife or a gun or off his face, and, and he, he took my wallet out of my car, and he was standing at the bin at the next corner, like he didn't even take off somewhere, emptying, you know, going through my wallet, what cards are useful for him and what's not. So we grabbed him at the bin and walked him around to the police station, and the coppers knew him. I'm going back to the eighties. The Jeez. coppers knew him and just said, um, "Oh, good, ah, oh, huh, Henry." Right, I will look after him. Anything taken? You got everything back? And I said, Yeah, we got everything back. He said, We'll don't worry, we'll fix it. So I hate the, to think what poor old. Oh. But now I, I make the name up, Henry. I forgot his name now. Oh, did Henry put up a fight, or did he just no, say no, how no. you got me? He he was literally no resist petrified. Oh, yeah. Well, it was two of us. 
So when I ask you if you've ever been robbed, turns out you've been robbed at least 50 times. Uh, no, not 50, but I be, would have been what? robbed eight. Fair dinkum, Scoob. Do you ever think you might just lock the house up a little bit more securely? Well, <laughs> what are you doing? And I was a bachelor. There's nothing in there. So they well, knew when you're on, a... you're on tour at World Cups or whatever that they just... take me pushy mower or something. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the old handheld mower. The old handheld mower. I think I had a handheld in those days. Wow. I think it was left in the shed from when I, when I bought it. But yeah, that was, that was a regular occurrence when you went away. Oh, that's and there, terrible. There was publicity tied to going away, whether it was going away for a World Cup, you know, like, and you were, you know, the old photo yeah. in the paper at the airport. You could literally set your watch to it to say, right, my joint's knackered now in the next two days. What about some of your other teammates? Same? I didn't, I, I never sort of, I never asked them. I never made a big, I was a young bloke. Did, I had nothing. There was not nothing of real take. value. Yeah. You know, they, they, like, you know, they took your, your alarm clock and, you know, they couldn't take it. <laughs> what was your, your most prized possession that you uh, nicked? Um, you don't want anything well, I got a trophy for winning a, a, a prize over in the UAE once in one of the um, tournaments in Sharjah. Which it was, it was a, a silver yacht. As long as they didn't take the goblets, all right. A silver yacht. Like it was a yacht. Oh. I don't know why I had it out, and they t- they stole that. I don't know if that was worth anything. Woke up one morning, says Tony, and every drawer and cupboard was open. Horrendous feeling knowing jerks were inside as we slept. I was I was particularly disturbed by it, coming back and finding that mm. everything was upside down. I wasn't as carte blanche as you, Scoop. That's um, and I certainly wouldn't be one to make a I was citizen's arrest. Twenty arrested. or twenty-two or something. Yeah. Like, well, you, well, as we I'll, get older, we worry more. Like I, I would never chase anyone now. <sighs> SEM breakfast. You could, if you didn't catch them then, you're not catching them now. <laughs> Whether you're on that stationary bike at Kuyong or not. Uh, SEM Breakfast for Melbourne Airport Parking. Nothing beats Melbourne Airport's terminal parking. Book online. Summer at Country Racing. Just visit country.racing.com. We'll take a break. Plenty more still to come as we ramble into Wednesday's show. Love your company as well. 40 Winks Temper. Ticking along. 0433-98-1116. Back in a moment. Summer Breakfast on SEM. Welcome back, Sam Edmund, Simon O'Donnell. It's the summer breakfast, and we've just made the startling discovery that poor old Scoob uh, has been burgled at least ten times. And uh, Scoob, you're pretty relaxed about it, and you just told me during the outbreak when you met your lovely now wife and bride Beck mm. when she first first moved in, and you she thought it was a pig. She, what did she discover under your bed? Well, she she said, "Look, I'm, I'm not living like this." <laughs> so. She cleaned up, and under the bed, she found a you know, number of sort of you know, some plastic bags and you know, this and that with stuff in it. And there was a double figure number of checks in one of <laughs> one of the plastic bags, just sitting there waiting to be banked. That I hadn't banked. Oh my lord! And they, they, were, they were sort of over a three or four year period. Yeah. So we talk about the Oz Lotto seventy million. It wasn't that far oh, no. <laughs> south of that. It wasn't, wasn't a, a massive amount. Speaking just, engagement. It's what you winners check. Yeah, you know, so like on. You'd go and do something, and you yeah. you'd get paid the old a check. check. And you know, it's, oh, it's I'll do that later. You know, I'll whack it there. I'll whack it under there with those others. And you know, life would go on, and you'd be going around seeing everyone and doing your thing, and you forgot about them. How about Ben? I actually got robbed yesterday. I was at the petrol station, was quite distraught, but managed to call the police who were very caring. 
They asked me if I could describe the thief, and I said, sure can. It was Bowser 4. Price of fuel at the moment. Uh, we were robbed at our holiday house in Inverloch, says Leaper from Hillsville. Inside job by the cleaner. Just took the two TVs and our doonas. The cleaner, though, still had the nerve to charge us for the clean. <laughs> hey, well, you've got to keep up the charade. Yeah, no, Otherwise, you right. get suspicious. And our thoughts with all the folk uh, at Port oh, Douglas. Oh, it's terrible. Uh, Greg from Port Douglas. Good morning, guys. We live in Port Douglas. We have no water, no food in the supermarkets. Only allowed 50 litres of fuel at the service station. And half the town have no internet. So um, Crazy they're going through some this. tough times up there with the storms that have gone through up north. So, oh, you uh, feel for them. And that's Ray, a beautiful hopefully we're... Putting a smile on your face this morning for a little period of time anyway. Thoughts with you, Craig. Hopefully you've been through the worst of it uh, as we speak and we start to pick up again. Beautiful part of the world. I what bloke with a bandage on his face does now. <laughs> Do you often wonder? The one that outran me. I wonder Bro- what he does. I mentioned BT. So the Life of Brian podcast that he does with his uh, one of his sons, Harrison. So this was the, them, just a, just a snippet of it, on their podcast, Life of Brian, <laughs> uh, just recalling the experience of being burgled the other night. So, yeah, so then at about 3 o'clock in the morning after all of this, everyone's up in the bed and we have a sense that because all of the keys to all of the cars have gone and only one car is physically gone, that was mine, had a sense that they would come back for the other cars. So we hid in ambush at 3 o'clock in the morning, um, uh, peering around corners, waiting for someone to come back with the key fob and press unlock and therefore that you know have the lights in your car light up when you when you do that at night we would then be able to see and grab the guy so there was this strange youth that pulled up in the street and hovered around there at three o'clock in the morning just a weird sort of a setup blue... and all of a sudden um one of the cars one of one uh, your car yeah i was peering up. out the, the garage door and sort of had eyes on the car because we knew this might happen and the amber lights went off, mm, and yeah. Jesse and I immediately went sprinting out to the car. And you chased the guy with the cement mixer on the back and caught him Down on the corner Brunswick of Street. Johnson yeah. and Brunswick Jess, Street. Jess. Wow. <laughs> what is going on? Jeez. Would you have called the cops in that situation, Simon? Mm-hmm. Would you have called the cops in that situation? Oh, well, BT's car's gone. Jeez. You do it after. But that that's a classic sign, isn't it? They're taking all the keys. They're going to come back and try and do the other cars. That was good thinking. It should have been a copper BT. Well, this text came through. This was advice for you before we get to the news, what you should have done when you were chasing the the um, the man with the bandage on his face. I'm a copper. When chasing crooks, you've got to get into their head. Yell at them that you can run all day and that you're not going to stop. Seems to spook them into giving up. But instead, you were just yelling out. Yeah. Profanity. I was running out of breath. <laughs> you, were, you were a blubbering mess. He was a fist All right, SEM Breakfast. We're powered by Kubota, Scoob's Mob, and for more than 40 years, they've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. We'll jump into the newsroom. A reminder that the Melbourne Mavericks are here. You can get your Mavs membership today. Just head online to melbournemavericks.com. We'll be back with a comprehensive sports update on the other side. You're going to need a pair of pliers to sort out that uh, those keys there. What are you going to part with, firstly? You can't part with the key remote. You can't part with a house key. Well, and I don't want to split them into two because then I'll lose one. Well, that's not, that defeats the purpose. Yeah. So this causes me a bit of a problem. Oh. Keys and the abundance of them on your key ring, that is an, that is mm. an issue. And, you know, there's too many of those rings that are connected and they're connected. You know, like, I don't want to worry well, and boring everyone. I know texts are going to come in and say, look, you moron. But, you know, it's worrying me. Our sports update, we touched on this earlier. The Aussie Quicks, Mitchell Stark, Pat Cummins, absolutely cleaned up at the IPL auction last night. Both sold for record sums in the IPL auction. Stark, who 
as we said earlier, hasn't made an IPL appearance for eight years. Was snapped up by the Knight Riders, $4.42 million, the highest price in the competition's history. Just before that, Pat Cummins set a then record, sold to Sunrisers Hyderabad for $3.67 million. Steve Smith, meanwhile, Josh Hazelwood, meanwhile, both went unsold, left on the table, Scoob. Travis Head, he was wobbed. Wobbed, he was. 1.2. 1. 1. 1.2. 1. Well, that's a steal. Seriously. That's yeah, an absolute, absolute steal. steal. Tommy Stewart, don't know steal here. He's set to be a cat for life after committing to the Geelong Footy Club until the end of 27, signing a three-year contract extension. That's a dream come true, isn't it? It's if absolutely amazing, that story. So two times the best and fairest winner. Five times in seven seasons he's been All-Australian and is a vice-captain mm. out of South Bowen. Oh, not bad. Pick 40 in the 2016 National Draft, if you don't mind. He's near impossible to knock off his line. He, I don't know what Strong, it is. Strong, isn't oh. he? He's on the train tracks. Yeah, but yeah. You, you sort of you, you watch him and he never... He never rushes anywhere. He sort of jogs over. He says, oh, it'll go there. Next thing, oh, there he is. And then people collide with him in the air. They bounce off him, and he stays exactly where he was. Gee, he must be strong. He's quick. He anticipates. He's good in the air. He start launches attacks, stops attacks. He does everything, that man. So um, I hope that contract, I'm sure it is, is lucrative. Do you reckon that's still a dream of uh, AFL players to play at one club? Uh, I think if the if the planets align and the contract sense and your family are happy and you're settled off the field, then yeah, I, I think absolutely it is. Um, and for someone like Tom, with the journey that he was on, I mean, you never would have. He fits into the basket; oh. he'd never leave. You know, there's there's, there's a few of those players in the competition; they'll just never leave. A yeah. uh, few contracts signed yesterday. GWS forward, former number one pick. This man just at the start of his journey, Aaron Cadman. First pick in last year's draft has signed a two-year extension with the club. Keeps him at the Giants until the end of the 2026 season. It was last month Adam Kingsley talked him up, the coach, having a good summer. And we had Harry Himmelberg on last week, who said he'd been doing a bit of work with, with Aaron Cabman over the uh, early weeks of preseason as well. So they've all got big hopes for that man, Scoob. And we know it takes just a little bit longer for that those keys. That was a bit embarrassing with Harry last week. Why is I that? was talking to him about his ponytail. Hmm. And everyone told me he's had that off for months. No, he had it. He had no. We were talking about the shaved hair, which and dyed hair, which is new. Yeah, we didn't. Did we spend time on yeah, the ponies? So I few hours text the wallet. Everyone gives me a spray, so it doesn't really matter. The Adelaide Strikers <laughs> in the BBL. Have we done this oh. yet? The Strikers? No. Well, no? go again. Uh, we we did it earlier, not in this update. Right. Well, um, they had their first win of the BBL season, beating the Thunder by six wickets yes. with two balls remaining. Matt Short, he's a beauty at the 2020. Actually, he's a beauty at all forms, Matt. Um, was the player of the match, making 82 runs and taking one for 43. From his three overs, Cam Bancroft was in good form, was 74 from 54 for the Thunder. Tonight, the Scorchers take on the Hobart Hurricanes. Good seeing these close games. Yeah, be a nice build-up to Christmas. And Great run chase last night. You're ripping January in the BBL, I reckon. From, from the Strikers. They, they still needed 35 off 18 when Darcy Short departed for a 66. And then they needed eight off the last over. But Jake Weatherall, did you say he got run out? Eight off six, he got run out on the first ball of that last over because he just didn't ground his bat. He just strolled over the line, run out. Come on, Jake. Thankfully, they got there. Adam Hose, the That's star tremendous. at the death. Come on, Jake. 28 off nine for Adam Hose to ensure that uh, Adelaide were home and hosed. Talking of checks, <laughs> Mitch Johnson didn't get any checks over in Perth. Nothing. Bang. Didn't get a check. Saw. Yep. Removed from the functions. Yes. Cricket Australia Cooked. functions. Yeah. They actually yeah. said he was sacked. 
Uh, but anyway, it was that article that took aim at David Warner and George Bailey. Cost him just a couple of speaking appearances. So no checks for him, as you say. Mm. That was at the uh, Optus Stadium test. And Robert Craddock crashed reporting yesterday that Johnson was booked by CA to speak at two functions last week. But they cancelled those appearances as they felt it was not appropriate on the back of his public criticisms of Warner and Bailey scoop. Nick Kyrgios, he slammed Boris back. Again. slammed him. A bit like the old jail door going bang on Boris. Calling him ridiculous on social media. It started with uh, Becker recently saying that Kurios should respect the former players uh, after he had said, you know, the modern day players would destroy their predecessors. Kurios went on to say he's one of the most watched players in the world outside the big three. I'm not sure how that can be so. Because I reckon if you're the most watched, you've actually got to play. Oh, not necessarily. What do you mean? He, he can play. He's got uber talent. I don't think that's the problem. It's his application from the outside looking in and his dedication to the craft and his his want to sacrifice and to spend the hours and the time. I think that's what's like. I think the talent's there. Certainly he's good to watch, isn't he? Don't you? We're always wondering what he's going to do next. I've been able to watch him for over 12 no, months. Well, that, that's true. In the last 12 months, we haven't been able to watch that's, him. But I think that's a key. Yeah, that, that is a key. You're one of the most watched players outside of the top three. You've got to play to be watched. Made the Wimbledon final in 22, was it? I mean, the man's injured. That's okay. It happens. No, we're nearly in 24. We get injured. We're nearly in 24. David, next holiday, everyone from Melbourne should book in Port Douglas, Palm Cove or Trinity Beach. These people and businesses need our support. Well said, David. And some texts for you, Simon. Off the back of your key problem. Look up Orbit Key Scoob. So there you go. Type that in. Fanny Pack, says Simo. <laughs> Time for a fanny pack. Time for a man bag, says Stella as well. You might just need to get oh, one of those no, man purses. No. Stroll around with one of those. Just a little zip over the top. Zip, and no. You can take out your, your possessions. I'm not a man bag sort of man. And or Mark, a satchel type of man. I either. think you need to embrace it. Just on the hip there, I think it would look very nice. Some sort of tan leather. Well, it's good as you stroll in the cathedral, I reckon. Mark's straying into dangerous territory here. Uh, with Stark surpassing Cummins as the most expensive IPL player ever, surely the 1990 International Cricketer of the Year must feel he was born about 33 years too early. It's genuinely crazy. Well, Mark, I, I go down this path sometimes with Scoob, and he doesn't like it. He's too humble a man. But I take your point, and I agree with your point. We're encouraging you to wear the floppiest hat you can find on Boxing Day. Uh, Scoob will be there, Cricket Australia and the Shane Warne Legacy offering free heart health <laughs> tests around the MCG from day one to four. We're a lamb rack in the committee room. Some mint sauce. Will you wear a floppy? Crispy potatoes. Floppy hat for Warney, no, your old mate? I have my best suit on for Foxy. Good. All right. Fox, yeah. I'll be on my best behaviour. <laughs> That's right. We'll take a break. Until about three. I might get a bit untidy after three. There's a lot to get to today. Tom Rogers, we're going to go up to 1170 SEN Sydney. Jimmy Smith and James Magnuson in the chairs up there. And we'll catch up with a member of the Australian Diamonds after their squad announcement for next year's Netball Nations Cup. Questions that notice as well and love you along for the ride. Uh, stick around. It's summer breakfast. Back in a moment. Summer breakfast on SEN. I've been corrected anyway, Scoob. It's not a man purse. It's a European carry-all uh, that you might need. However, Coxie's oh. come to your aid. Oh, yeah. As per our text, so he's directed you. us to the Orbit Key. Oh, you both. Problem solved. Orbitkey.com.au. What a neat little device that is, or um, sort of piece of leather that just, just keeps all your keys tucked away nicely yeah. there. And then we had a closer look at what you actually were carrying, and 
to be honest. Quite a few a of them. A couple of bits of it can <laughs> just stay in the car permanently. You don't need to move them. The garage door remote probably doesn't need to be on the key ring. Yeah, that can... My wife always has hers in the car, and I should have probably taken the lead off that. That can stay. Mm. And then there's a few other things. So you're going to be all I'm, I'm, locked and loaded, all which disappoints me because I was looking forward to seeing you coming in with your purse tomorrow. But right. that won't no, be happening. Thank you to both of you. Uh, I've got a rig of summer nominee. Another. Another one to the club. His name is Josh Rochelle of the Adelaide Crows. And he might have come through on text yesterday or the day before, but I did some investigating. To you. Yes. Someone's text no, no, to off, you. No, no, off uh, the temper 40 winks. And I went and did some digging this morning and, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, real work of art stuff, this. Uh, sculpted, you know, proper pipes. Proper pipes. Josh Rochelle, welcome in. Rigs of summer. What constitutes the rig? So I'm a bit confused now because you've thrown a pipe in there as well. Pipes. I, I thought the rig was the the, the whole pack. package. It's the oh, whole it's package. package. Okay. It's the whole okay. package. Point taken. Yeah, it's everything. So uh, he's in. He's in as a nominee, yep. and uh, <laughs> we will <laughs> indeed. I was toot my horn. What a great amount of hard work that these guys put into their to their bodies at this time of the year. You have to admire it. Now, Simon. Yep. What are you a member of? You Just writing those down. You were thinking about memberships. I love yes. what you suggested this morning. Yes. Well, before my daughter rudely woke me up this morning, <laughs> I was last night. I was thinking, what What's the best club membership you can have? What is the best? Like best value? Yeah. Now I know we can we can all become you know sort of suburban and say, ah, oh, it's my footy club and what. But I'm, I'm thinking, and, and that can be the case. Yeah. Now you can say, oh, look, you know, I'm, I'm a Hawthorne member, but they could improve it by doing this or that. Or they can't because they give me this, 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 and this. I, I just, you know, I got my bill you know, a month or two ago for my VRC membership. And I thought, I've been to the races for Yonks. Yeah, what yeah, does like, that get I pay you? it. Like, it's, it's like, it has to be paid. Got to be paid. I'm a little bit like that with the MCC. I'm a full member and now the wait list. If you, if you give up your Melbourne Cricket Club membership, you are waiting a lifetime to mm. get it back, basically. So I, even though I rarely use it, I, I keep it. And, and so that's not great value, but it gives me access to things that, that, yeah, so, that so people is a would privilege. say, oh, the best one's the MCC. And I said, well, okay, you might only use it twice a year, yeah. maybe three times a year. You know, go to the Boxing Day test and couple of games of footy. I'm yeah. not sure. Or a, grand, or a grand final. You might yeah. only go to the grand What's final. the best value membership you, you, you can have? Now, I, I, from a completely different sense, I'm a member of the RACV. Now, now what does that get you exactly? Well, well, a lunch, couple of lunches? Yeah, and, and they're at 500 Burke Street there. You, you, if you're coming down from the country, particularly when we live in the country, you, know, you come down and you, you book a, a room to do your business in that day and have some meetings. So right. I was catching up with you at 11 o'clock, so I'll see him come to the... Second floor at the RACV club and da da da. Exy? No, no, not very reasonable. But then they have these great reciprocal arrangements overseas. Okay. So the old horse days when I used to spend a bit of time chasing horses overseas, you'd be booking into you know really reputable hotels that you didn't have to Google and spend hours finding out where you're going to stay mm. because you trusted your membership here with the RACV. And then you look at all their, you know, all their regional RACV clubs. You can go to Hillsville, you yep. can Cape you know, Shank. go all, all over the place, play golf. It, it's I, I think the RACV is one of the best memberships okay, well, you, one, you can have. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. what are you a member of? What would you like to be a member of? What do they do really well? What's the best value? What can they do better? The 40 Winks Temper 0433981116 because... 
There's golf clubs that you mentioned. There's tennis clubs. Yep. Um, there's some really exclusive uh, clubs on both of those fronts. Uh, Cathedral is one that fascinates me, Scoob. You're yeah. a member up there. Yeah. How do you go about being a member? You can't just scroll well, up and sign nice. on. Invitation only at Cathedral. So, that, that, so that's different. Capped at how, the, how many yeah, would there be? Golf clubs have, a, have an air of exclusivity. Like, you know, if you, you mentioned Royal Melbourne. You know, people, oh, mm. Royal Melbourne. Mm. You know, oh, Metropolitan. Yeah. But, but they, might be, they might be the best memberships. I'm not a member of any of the golf clubs here in Melbourne, but they may be the best memberships Oh, this is a great get. lateral one off the text. The zoo, if you have kids. We were a zoo members That's when it. the kids were little. Just skip the queue, yeah. walk on in for nothing. Yep. Great. Brilliant. What about at the other end of the spectrum? I had to Google this. I'd, you, it, it has existed for a long time and uh, not that many people go there. The Australian Club. What, what's the Australian club all about? Mm. The men's only club in the heart of the CBD. Yeah. Why do you do? want to be a member of the Australian club? Well, what are they doing there? to your life? Because I think member, you, you're a member of a club, of these clubs, for your lifestyle. I think I'm fair in saying that. Yeah. Now, you know, probably your Australian club is your professional lifestyle. That I, I think it's more a, a networking opportunity within the club for business, but um, you know, what is the, what's right. the best value one? Lay it what, on us. What is it? Lay it on us what this morning. It? I think that's a great idea. We might learn something here, Scoo. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Alan, you're up first after this break. I know you're on the road. We'll get to you. Keen to hear your setup on the other side. So stick around. We'll just uh, go down this membership path for a moment. Back shortly. Summer Breakfast on SEN. Yes, it is. Welcome back. Alan and Mark are going to sit tight. We'll get to them straight after the news because we're hard up against them. We want to, want to give them a blank canvas scoop. But some great texts coming through. And can he help Dirk out? Because Dirk's saying he wants to be a member of the Kuyong Tennis Club. However, it's an 11 to 12-year waiting period. Yes, wait, isn't there? Put in a word for Dirk, could you? I'll do my best. Qantas. I'll do my best. I'll shake it up. You know, I'm in shaking the tree. Qantas Chairman's Lounge membership. Oh, there are some days where you wouldn't mind just kicking back in the lounge in there. Yeah, I'm not seeing the value in that. No? No. What is it, 500? I see 500 a year, maybe? Just usage. I'm sort of thinking, no, yeah. I, want, I want a bit not more. You know, I don't come out with the endorphins raging out of the... <laughs> no, well, spot. they're not. I mean, they're all different memberships here. They're they great. Are. I mean, the best membership you can get, as we're being told here from backers and many others, is an ambulance membership. What a beauty. 50, 50 bucks. bucks a year. I'd say that's pretty good value, mm-hmm. given it can well, save your life. Although what we hear about triple zero wait times at the moment, maybe yeah, that's no. a concerning story, isn't yeah, it? Was a concerning story. Four people in the call center. For us to not that's more of an for other state. stations. Yeah, do you think? I think so. Four people in the call center. Were you shocked to read that? Yeah, I was a little bit. For the state, that is. Yeah, yeah. For the state. Uh, Victoria, yes. Four. Yeah, the whole of Victoria. Triple yeah. zero. And that funny sort of shaped state. Oh. Starts thick and then ends up thin. Yep. That's it. We're going to talk memberships out of this. There's plenty of footy to get to as well. Cricket also. And uh, we'd love you to come along with us. one 736 736 Summer Breakfast on SEN. The Good Oil for Cobram Estate. Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil. Grown, harvested and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. Yes, indeed. Just gone 7 o'clock here on this Wednesday morning at SEN. Sam and Scoob with you. And soon, Tom Rogers, uh, Jimmy Smith, James Magnusson, uh, member of the Australian Diamonds as well. That squad announced for the 2024 Netball Nations Cup shortly. Questions without notice as well. But right now, the good oil. And Scoob, 
You've posed a very interesting conversation starter today on memberships and there's some great nominations coming through. What's value, what isn't. Uh, all different shapes and sizes. And Alan's been waiting really patiently on the road. We're going to jump to him. Alan, what's in your membership kit bag there? Good morning, guys, and early Merry Christmas. As uh, Tomorrow's my last day of work and probably won't be up so early. Just a uh, quick one. I have two suggestions or two, two of mine. One is uh, my hotel membership for my kids, because I came here in 1980, and on average, I've seen a premiership just about under every three years. <laughs> that I'll never give up. The other one is that it doesn't matter, even if you just use it twice or three times a week, any gym membership, because the money you spend for the price of three cups of coffee a week into your body, you're getting space back when you're older. If it becomes a habit, then there you go. And I think uh, those two things, if you've got a successful team, stick to them. And don't forget your, your own health, especially with the mental health issues that are going on. Teams are best. Alan, good Christmas, guys. very nicely done. A Merry Christmas to you, Thanks too. So. Just, on, just on the mental health, uh, people saying Blokes Advice on Facebook is a great Australian club on Facebook to join on that front as well. But the gym membership, I'm not sure. I would have thought that would be the most volatile one to join. Like the cat in Sandhurst. I once bought a 12-month membership at a gym for 200 bucks, which is a great deal. I went twice. So it ended up costing me $100 per visit. That's the thing with the gym membership. The commitment financially, initially, with a lot of them, and then you just then Yeah, you've got to commit, don't you? You can't. You've got to commit. Uh, the motivation fades and the, the fad wears off. Mark's in Bentley. He's been hanging on the open line as well. Mark, what, what do you got for us, Marcus? Well, I can relate to the gym membership. I'm sitting outside the, uh, the pool up here at Bentley um, uh, before I go in and do a few laps, so I'm just looking for any opportunity to, del- to delay that. So thank you. <laughs> um, but the uh, the gym membership's a good one. It's like owning a boat. You know, if you don't use it, it's just going to cost you money. But uh, the point I wanted to make, and, and Scoobs, you started it, is um, the RACV Club. Uh, highly recommended. If you again, if you use it, you know, I was at Hillsville a couple of weeks ago, going up to Goldfields. We used the club in in the city, so. It's good value, but the thing that it made the whole conversation made me think is I'm going to go back now and review all my memberships because I've got things I've got I'm members I'm a member of and I never use them. Mm. Um, so you know I'm a member of you know a, a business group and pay money for that, and I'm a member of a club in London which I go to once every blue moon. I pay for that, so I just think you know you know MCC Carlton yeah I'll keep them up, but. Uh, uh, it's amazing how many memberships you join and you don't use, and then you think, you know, you know, you maybe think I'm going to go back and write them all down now and say, am I going to use that anymore? Mm. Is it worthwhile having the money? Yeah, nicely said, Mark. Nicely uh, the said. RACV, I, I think. What's so good about the pound, RACV? Well, because it it's so diverse. What's the cost? I'm going to say seven hundred dollars a year. Your accommodation's probably Tax is five star, but it's it's far, you know, like. At least it's half of a five-star hotel that that's out in in um, in normal five-star land. Mm. You've got gymnasium, hairdresser, restaurants, all, all in the city club. But then you look at the clubs that, that are then dotted around from, you know, Cobram, the Cobram Caravan Park. I think there's you know obviously there's Hillsville, there's Cape Shank, there's the one over at uh, on the other side on the Ballerine Peninsula. I mean, all those options to go and stay yeah. and just have a weekend, it's a really good membership. And they're so economical when you go and stay there. It, it, it's not you know $700 a night or $600 a night for a nice hotel. It's a good time to have this conversation because as we get to the end of the calendar year, we often re- reset, reassess where we're 
putting our money. You know, we've got time to sit around and have these conversations. So it's not a bad time to have it. Uh, Costco is the best membership, says Rowan in Larkspur. It's a ripper. Costco. My wife's a member at, at Costco, and I often go with her shopping. It's, it's, I love the shopping experience at Costco. And just, just further what Mark's saying about the, the value of, say, an RACV, and he mentioned you know, he, he's part of a club in London, and not, not everyone travels for their business and what they do. But you know, because you're, it's such a trustworthy club, the RACV, your hotels around the world, you don't even have to mm. question them. You just say, oh, what, what's their reciprocal club in London? You know they're oh, good. it's the Sloan Club. That's the amount of money. It, it's, it's well below you know, um, uh, public rates. in the, And it's spotless right in the centre of London. You can do whatever you want from there. It's, it's just a really good value membership for lifestyle and for business. Jez is down in uh, Carum Downs. How are you, Jezza? Hey, fellas. How you going? What are you, what's your nomination? Uh, my MCC membership for sure. Yeah. Uh, definite bang for buck. You know, we go to the footy every week. And um, when it's not the Mighty Pies playing, I'd go and take my mates down there. So, but, but is it, it is, uh, you said bang for buck, Jezza. It is a lot of buck, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, it is. But I mean, if, if you average it out per game and then you, yep. you take your mates to other games and then you. My membership also takes me to Eddie Hat for two games. Then I also go to the cricket. So, you know, for me, it's a one-stop shop membership. I love it. Fair enough, Jez. Yeah, if you're going most weeks, then absolutely nailed on. Uh, Steve's in Bullock. How are you, Stevie? Okay, boys. Hey, I tell you what I've got. I'm a tradie. I've got a Power Pass card. And I only got, got onto it recently by one of the blokes at work. You can walk around Bunnings and you can pay for stuff on your card, right? And then you pay it. And then you get a digital receipt as you're walking around. You walk past the queues, you walk to the front, they, they scan it, and off you go. It's great. Beautiful. Wow. Well, Steve, that's nice. This is a good thing. There's a membership for everything, yeah, isn't, there? isn't there? Work, play, whatever. Yep. Gents, join the George Samuels, uh, the drinks edit membership. Bought all my wines for Christmas at great prices. Good on you, Kirsty. I miss Georgie. Love having him in here. Uh, there is a couple of local footy clubs, says this texter that I know of. Now, I'm not advocating this, Scoob, but uh, this texter says they do the 500 club. You pay 500 bucks at the start of the year. You get unlimited drinks from halftime of the resis to the end of the seniors at home games. Thought that was always good value for mm. the year. Get on the beers. If if done responsibly. And remembering the drink was, of course. Uh, Roy is in Truganina. Roy, the RACV club. Yes, how are you, boys? All the best for Christmas and the new year. You and to you, Roy. Roy, boy. Yeah, thanks very much. Uh, let, uh, let's talk about the RACV and you're an old codger. How do you get on about the old codgers, mate? What do you think? You suit the RACV down to the ground, Roy. Yeah, of course, mate. Well, I've been there for over 55 years, and uh, I don't get the same... Pe- the, the young blokes who come in that uh, just joined the membership now get the same benefits as what I get. Yeah, no, they... They, don't get the, they get the same benefits. I don't get no extra off anything. I mean, they come in at 25%. I've been there over 55 years. And I get I get bugger all. That was the same... They, I still pay the same. Oh, not now I don't, because I don't pay none, nothing now. Of course, I pay 100 and, uh, 100 and something bucks now for the membership that I've been there. And I just get a pick-up for the car and it drops me off wherever I go. But the point is, you don't get the same. The bloke can come there in five minutes. He gets the same benefits that I do. They all get 25% off. Now, I had an argument with him going back many years ago. There was a mate of mine who was well into his 80s. He said, oh, I'm a little bit uh, dirty. I must take a place with the RACV. I said, why? I've been there for a lot of years. That's before I hadn't 
had the uh, 50 years, over 50 years up. And he said, mate, I've been in it for many, many years too. He said, these, these young people coming in now get the same benefits that I do. You ever been to the uh, the, uh, the Torquay RSL, Simon? No, I haven't. I, the, the Torquay RACV. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. But the point is, when I was there, I said, look, mate, I've been over 55 years, mate. And I've already wrote letters to him saying, why are these people, get, I'm not getting the same benefits that these people. Roy, I, th- I think I understand your point. I think the good thing you're saying here now, and, and you know, the, the RACV might might get wind of this or not, but you know, probably something they look at for people that have been members for a certain period of time. Maybe they get you know ten percent off their their pot or ten percent off their meal or whatever it might be. But you know, I, I think as a whole, the the RACV membership, honestly, we we use it regularly and we find it absolutely fantastic, particularly when you live in the country. Coming down to the city, it, it's 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 brilliant value. Hey Roy, hang on the line if it takes your fancy, and we'll hook you up with the hundred dollar Gazman voucher, a gift from us to you, just a little something uh, to say Merry Christmas to you, Roy, and thanks for taking the time to call in this morning. A lot of Lawn Bowls memberships getting a shout out as well for the great value behind the bar as well. Scoob two dollar fifty pots and uh, Chase is back in the day. <laughs> Chase is back in the day. No, not for me. Dan Murphy's coming through. Uh, Brunswick Club social memberships thirty five bucks for the year. So there's something for everyone here as well, isn't there? The MCC is a pure donation, just so I don't give it up. Haven't been in a year and a half. Another one for the Lawn Bowls, uh, racing memberships as well. And the SNFC digital memberships, says this person. 250 you get KO for free, so you save 100 bucks on just KO for getting it, plus all the content, voting rights, scarf and a beanie. So keep those texts coming through. And I think footy clubs can learn from these sorts of things and, and, and start doing yeah, point streaming deals and things like that to, to just value add to what people are paying for because we are you – know, th- things are costly and, and people want you know, that, that bit of value. And I don't think it's, it's that hard to, to add that value um, in an economic way to still make sure that, that, you know, at the end of the day, the club's running in a in an efficient manner. Kuyong, uh, Jim alone is worth it, let alone the tennis, the billiards, the squash, the restaurants and the pool. Paul from Q, that's where you do your workout, Scoob. And is it all right in there, though? There was some smoke damage the other day. Or, oh, or what happened there? The fireys got called? Or, was that you? Did you leave your toast in the no, toaster? No, air conditioning unit just went on the blink. Right. Yep. Okay. The headline was Kuyong on fire. I thought, oh, well, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> won't, be, won't be riding oh. the bike today, but I'll go out and check. And I just on walked fire. into the gym and started riding the bike. <laughs> <laughs> the good oils for Cobra Estate, Premium Australian. Bit hot. Extra yeah, virgin olive oil. Well, that's what you've got to turn that setting down, all right? You've burnt that uh, little sliced bread to a crisp. It is on everywhere in here, boys. Spot fires all over yes. the place. Tommy Stewart, said to be a cat for life. He committed to the Geelong Football Club until the end of 2027 yesterday. It's a three-year contract extension on top of the year he had to run anyway. He was a mature age selection, as we said earlier, a premiership defender, Probably one of Geelong's finest modern-day players. Two-time best and fairest winner. Five times he's earned the All-Australian Blazer in just seven AFL seasons and has been the club's vice-captain for a couple of years now. And the evolution of this man from South Barwon to the big time has been amazing. Mm. Now, Paddy Dangerfield, his teammate, uh, tweeted last night. He said, even with the boss, I want your thought on this, easily the best defender in the game, may just be the best defender to ever do it by the end of this contract. I had the best defenders in the game at various stages in games. None of them come close to this guy, and that's at training. Yeah, I I don't know a hell of a lot about the modern game, but 
the couple of times I've watched him just through being at, at games live, uh, I, I, I find it extraordinary how he, he's just always in the right spot at the right time and you just can't move him off his line. You know, guys trying to bump him early before a, a marking contest and whatever, it's it's like he's he's setting concrete. Yeah. And he just stays in one line and, and once he once he, you know, puts his momentum into going that way. He's unstoppable. It's it's quite remarkable what he does. I, I, it's so hard to compare eras with defenders, and like yeah. I mean, so modern day it's defenders. Pretty, the the bit the other bit that that's taken me with him. He's never in a rush. He's never rushed. Yeah, he's just always. You know, even when he, you know, the, he's getting across to a contest, he never seems to be running that fast. He just sort of seems to be jogging. Now, obviously, he's not. But, great, great sense of anticipation. Oh, I mean, really you know, you're a star defender watch. when the opposition are planning for you to not go through yeah. you or, or through your man when um, when you're as good as him. I mean, so you think about great defenders in the modern era, like a man who helped. Get him to Geelong, Matty Scarlett was almost Tom Stewart before mm. Tom Stewart was Tom Stewart, if you know what I mean. Alex Rance is another one. Um, you know, going back, Len Jakovic, Steve Silvani, fullback of the century. Dustin Fletcher was amazing. I think Jeremy McGovern there for a while had an amazing run and hold on the competition. So, and I don't go back as far as Southby and Duel and all these sort of guys, but they are icons mm. of the game as well. So we can... We can throw that around for a oh, while, so the good oil. Just, yeah, we can talk about Because to be a great defender now, you're not just defending. Mm. You're, no, you're, you've, got to, you've got to do yeah. you've got to do it all, yep. don't you? Yep. Um, and if you're an intercept marker, then you are. I mean, I think Nathan Buckley, without putting words in his mouth, says this is the most important position on the ground. Modern football now mm. is the Darcy Moore type, the mm. intercept marking key back who can kickstart attacks from the back half. Absolutely mm. worth their weight in gold. Uh, they're not necessarily paid accordingly, but uh, that's the view of, of one of the former coaches. Uh, Billy's in Ascovale just before we break. How are you going, Bill? Yeah, morning, gents. Uh, Merry Christmas to you in case it's the last time I call you for the year. So and do you. For all my calls during the year. Uh, just quickly, just on Tommy Stewart, was he recruited from local football? If I'm right, or did he come through the draft? I thought, I'm sure he was recruited from some local club out in Geelong. Uh, he was he was recruited he was recruited through the draft, Billy. But yeah, he came out of South Barwon as a as a mature age uh, recruit. So that's how he found his way to to the Cattery. And speaking of defenders, I think um, Harris Andrews is going to be up there yep. pretty soon too. Um, I don't follow Brisbane, but um, I just like the way Harris Andrews is going to be up in defence also. Yeah, no, nicely said, Billy. He was pick 40 2016 National Draft, Tom Tom Stewart. So fair to say they got reasonable bang for buck, mm-hmm. the Cats. Um, gee, people forget very quickly when players retire, but Alex Rance was the best defender in the last 20 years. That's, That's from Mark in Vermont. Uh, gone too soon was Alex Rance, that's for sure. Best defender ever, Jeff says. Bruce Dool says, hold my beer, if he would say anything at all. Mm. Pretty well said from Jeffrey. Uh, we're playing a bit of good oil here. Weather update today, just as we tick towards 20 past 7 Eastern. Uh, just coming up to 14 degrees, headed for a top of 20 today. Cloudy, though, but I think the sun's about to peak out throughout uh, the rest of the day and, and into the week as well. I'll have to check that Christmas Day forecast, Scoob, for your... 21, I think it is. 20, uh, it's not going to be hot. Not going to be cold, though. I like it. You want a bit more You're going to be down heat in the Tassie. kitchen. You might be minus three. Nah, the sun's scorching down there. That's where the hole in the ozone layer is, Scoop. Get burnt 15 degrees down it's there. It's to be very green down there. It shouldn't Happy. be a hole down there. No, no, very dry in Tassie. Very dry. SEM breakfast, yep. For Melbourne Airport parking, nothing beats Melbourne Airport's terminal parking. You can book online. Summer and country racing. Visit country.racing.com. Matty Scarlett was almost Tom Stewart before mm. Tom Stewart was Tom Stewart, if you know what I mean. 
Summer Breakfast on SEN. I'm really not sure what text like this means, Scoob, but this is from 531. OMG, Tom Stewart played two years at the Geelong Falcons. It's not like the Cats didn't know about him. No, they knew about him. Everyone knew about him, and they overlooked him in numerous drafts, which is why he went and played local footy for a good three or four years, I think. Matty Scala came across and coached him. Then he got up to VFL level. I think as the story goes, Matty Scala said, you, this is ridiculous. You're too good for this level. Come down and have a crack at the VFL. He did that in 2016. Then he was on the radar of just about everyone. But even then, he was there at pick 40 when Geelong took him. So, yeah, Geelong knew about him. Everyone knew about him. Did they think he was any good at that stage? No. So he went the long way around, which is what makes it an amazing story. Mm. I mean, how salty can some people be on things? It's staggering, isn't it? Um Anyway, that's you my rant. you think they're Geelong supporters that are salty? No, I don't think they are. I think they barrack for other clubs. Yeah. Uh, a bit of envy. I, I think so. No doubt about it. Tom Stewart before mm. Tom Stewart was Tom Stewart, if you know what I mean. This is from Flash. <laughs> Merry Christmas, lads. Read the memberships. I'm very keen to purchase a membership to a club slash team that's not available yet. The Tasmanian AFL team. I can't wait to become an inaugural member. Beautiful. Get the ferry to the footy. Might be the only stadium in Australia you can do that. Won't be far down the track, Flash. Yeah, well, I'm going down there on Friday, as you know. I'm keen to temperature test what the locals are saying about the stadium down there. Mm. Is it uh, still, is there still some angst? Is it a vocal minority? Is it really a divisive topic? Well, Where, yeah, and what, three weeks ago, was it, to a little function down there? And yes, came you back said that. And they were, there was still some division amongst the north and the south. And uh, Yeah, you said that, didn't you? I, I tried to be as strong as I could by standing there and say, please don't stuff this up. <laughs> yeah, they don't like hearing. I'm not hearing. sure they appreciate it. Or not. I know they, they're not going to invite me back next year, so hey, probably they weren't that appreciative. There's a Big Bash game at Marvel tomorrow night. Renegades are hosting the, the Brisbane Heat. That's a 7.15 on Thursday night. Did you see they changed the rule on the roof, the ball strike on the roof? No. So this might be the first – look, someone will correct me. I think this is the first game we're going to have there where the new rule will be in place because last season when the ball hit the roof, it was an automatic six. And there are a couple of situations where I think the Renegades were robbed of genuine catching opportunities because the ball we was, was just going to – We was robbed. The ball was just going to land inside the fielding circle, mm. the 30-yard circle. It wasn't going to go to the second tier. Yeah. It was going to be a simple catch. But, of course, the batters were awarded the six. Now, this year – they're only going to be awarded six runs, so I'm going to wait for this. If the umpire thinks the ball would have cleared the rope, and if it if they don't think it is, then there's no wicket either. It'll be a dead ball. Right. So, again, open to subjectivity um, for the umpires in charge. So if you whack it straight up, I imagine, then that's going to be a dead ball. If you really get a hold of one, and it clips the, I don't know, the support structure on the roof and doesn't get in the row H, then you'll probably be given the six. I must admit, I think that's going to be one of the easier decisions. Probably will be, now I that you think so. about it. How often would a ball be going for six and it hit the roof, though? Like, I don't think. Rarely. That rarely. Would, rarely, if ever, I reckon. Yeah. That has to be difficult. But those sky balls. When they balls, first started playing there, they played a few a couple of one-day internationals against South Africa many a year ago. Now, guys were standing out there hitting it straight up and they couldn't hit the roof. Yeah. So to think that... But it happens. Yeah, it, it happens, but when they hit the roof, I, I, I if, if it hits, you know, going directly up, I mean, it's never going to go anywhere near a six. Just signed up as a foundation member for the Mavericks. Oh, nicely done. Looking forward to being part of history and having my name up on the wall out at Waverley. That'd be the SEN Mavericks as well, Scoob. Um, 
My kids asked me the other day watching the test cricket, the helmet that they keep behind the keeper. They said, "What, Dad, what happens when the ball hits the helmet? Five. Is it still five? Mm. Oh, that's what I said instantaneously. And I thought, well, it's been a long time since I've seen that happen. I think it's five. Fiver. It's changed that I, I didn't hear about, but I'm pretty sure it's five. Why is it five? It's more than four. <laughs> Less than, than six. six. Why isn't it just four? Because it's, you've got to be penalised. Five. Well, the ball hits the helmet. It's not going for anything more than four, is it? No, generally not. <laughs> no. Unless it's a really low Unless it's some sort of freak, yeah. defying physics no, sort of. Five, five. Five for misplacement. Yeah, five. That's a harsh penalty. Five for being <laughs> too lazy to take it off. Yeah, exactly. Uh, get involved on the 40 Weeks Temper Techs. Your new Temper Pro Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is around, and it's a mattress like no other. We've got Tom Rogers coming up from the Melbourne Stars. Boy, do the Stars need to get a move on, Scoob? Any danger they, they could bat out the 20 at yeah, some they stage? They, they need a lift. So Tom's going to join been, us. You, you, it's hurt you. It's because I care. The star's performance has hurt it's you. Because I care. We're going to go uh, across the divide, 1170 SEN Sydney. Jimmy Smith, James Magnuson will cross to them. And Kara Conan is going to be our Australian diamond, we can say, after that squad. I don't think squad. Jimmy Smith can swim. Why is, is that relevant this morning? It's with James Magnuson. Oh. <laughs> what can Jimmy do? That James I think can't. Jimmy's like a dog paddler. That's don't think as Jimmy, good as Jimmy does. Don't think Jimmy's paddle. league form would be any good. I mean, James's league form would be any good. Yeah, but he can swim. He can swim. Yeah. Big fella. Can you swim? Yeah. Question of that notice coming up as well. I'm going to ask you how good a swimmer you actually are. Uh, time for a news update, which means it's time for us to grab a nice little McCafe. And boy, oh boy, will this be welcome. Back shortly. Uh, Nick's just dropped us a text scoop. Simon was raised on the Murray. You need to know how to swim up there. A true scoop? Always a swimmer? Edwards. Come again? Float out of the Murray. The Edwards. The Edwards? Yeah, Denny, Denny was on the Edwards. Right. Chuka's on the Murray, but yeah. So you learned to swim in the river? Yeah, the we used to go to Mathara and swim at... Um, the old rope swing? Yeah, the old rope swing in the Murray. So you quite... Nick, you, you, you're right, but you used to also do a lot of swimming at McLean's Beach in Deniliquin. McLean's Beach? McLean's Beach. Tell us about McLean's Beach. It had sand and yeah. water. Beautiful. Fresh water. I love fresh water. Yeah. I find fresh water better to swim in than salt water. I went to Uluru in the middle of the year and uh, the beach at Uluru. The, yeah, there's a beach. couple of well, swimming hole. A couple of swimming holes with sand and in oh, beautiful spots. You can see, you can yeah. imagine, it took you, you can imagine what it would have been like with, um, with you know, the native Australians sort of uh, getting to these watering holes all throughout the year. Amazing. Even Beautiful if they said seats. no crocs, were you still worried about them? Oh, no. These were small bodies of water. and They would have no crocs in there. Right. Well, to the best of my knowledge, anyway. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, those, those that are beautiful up on the Murray and the Edwards and the ovens. and that, that is God's country up mm, there, isn't it? Beautiful. Place. Loved it up. Love it up there. Um, a reminder about my cafe menu as well. Tom Rogers is going to join us shortly from the Melbourne Stars. You might ask him about Harris Ralph and the curiosity I have with Harris Ralph sort of committing to the Stars instead of the Pakistan uh, test team um, and where things are exactly at with Melbourne who just – have to get a move on. So they're in action on the 23rd of December against the Sydney Thunder. That's down here in Melbourne. Coming off a disappointing loss to the Heat and the Perth Scorchers first up. Um, just with the roof rule, um, Dasher in the Yarra Valley was there the night Finch hit the beam above us. The beam was outside the boundary, so a six anyway, so it has happened. Um, what happens if the ball deflects off the roof and court? Um and that's from Matt. No, Matt, I think that will be a dead ball. If it hits mm. any part of the roof and is caught or otherwise, it will just be deemed a dead ball unless it's going for the six. 
Just a quick one on the swimming and Nick ta- talking about learning to swim in the Murray, which is a you know it's a dangerous river. You do know have to know how. Yeah, have to know how to swim. The people that taught us to swim as kids down at McLean's Beach when we used to go to swimming lessons were the parents. Educate me. Well, they were also the undertakers. What? So they used to run the swimming classes and they were the undertakers. Two jobs. Yeah, so you made sure you concentrated on swimming. (laughs) Gee, that's a bit morbid. Get get involved in the 40 weeks temper tech so you're always safe around water. That's what you're saying. I, I think I'm pretty good around water. Yeah. Good man. And you're pretty good on the bike these days as well. How is your exercise regime going? No Are good. you losing good. the kegs? No, no, no. no. Oh, it's good. I'm, Just in I'm, time to put it all back on on Christmas not, Day. Yeah, probably Probably I'm not You know, um, getting to the level I'd like to be. Fitness-wise, fine. But you know, I seem to be working it off and working it back on. Yes. You're jogging on the spot. It, it, it's this time of year, you know. So if, I'm thinking if I hold for another two or three weeks while we get over the Christmas celebrations and then hold my form after that, I'll, I'll be starting to get on top of it. But at the moment, you, know, you come out of there, the endorphins are up. Has it- oh, I've got that lunch on. <laughs> then you're getting an Uber at, you know, who we tricked you on the phone with James in the Uber the other day. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. That was terrible what, what James made me do to you. Um, so – yeah, I'm sort of one step forward, one back at the minute. Lanks. Sam Mitchell was overlooked for several years. He has four flags at Brownlow, numerous best and fairest. The comp is littered with Tom Stewart's story, so don't go on about it. And the person who said Bruce Dool says hold my beer was because he had to ha- he's free his hands to hold Chris Mew's beer. That's from Lanks. Chris Mew, my old neighbour down in Rosebud growing up as well. Superstar of the Hawks. Chris Mew and forever a part of rhyming slang from there on after. And hey, Sam Mitchell doesn't play anymore. Tom Stewart does. And he just signed a new deal. So get a grip, people. We'll be back after this. Gee, there's some... But, but this is tribal. Tribal nature footy, love isn't it. it? Love it and love to hate, don't they? Back in a moment. Summer Breakfast on SEN. A cricket update for Hejaz Halal Financial Services. Is your money halal? Get halal home loans and investments with Hejaz Financial Services. Bit of a wait for the resumption of the Big Bash Scoob, but we were awarded last mm. night. Absolute cracking match it was uh, over there at the Adelaide Oval. The Melbourne Stars, though, which is where a lot of our passion lies, at least mine, are next in action uh, on the 23rd. That's the Saturday, this coming Saturday, up in uh, Lavington Sports Ground in Albury against the Sydney Thunder. And their opening bat, Tom Rogers, has been kind enough to join us this morning. G'day, Tom. Thanks for your time. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Gee, she's been a bit of a rough opening, hasn't it? There's no other way to put it. Uh, what's the mood like around the camp, particularly when you've got a fair bit of time to sit around and think about it as you have done over the last few days? Yeah, no, look, it's been a, it's been a difficult start for sure. Um, we've been outplayed in both games, but the lads are still going well. We're, we're playing plenty of paddle, which is which has been good fun. And uh, <laughs> no, there's still a good mood around the camp. Do you find that's important? Tom, you know, the early stages that you, you keep it in perspective that, you know, there's a hell of a lot longer to go in this tournament. Is Let's there, though? Panic. It's a shortened foot. So there's less game scoop. We've got to get cracking, Tom. Yeah, well, we've still got eight games to go, which we know, and, and plenty of games at the G. So we know and, and we're sure we can get on a bit of a roll and, and hopefully win a few games in a row and, and, and we're right back in it. 
Aussies lost their first two in the World Cup. Oh, this is very true. This is very true. And, Tom, just on that front, like a lot was made of what Australia did and some heart-to-hearts and some meetings and, and to get back um, back to good. What have you guys identified with the coaching staff? You know, the main order of concern that you need to, to fix and get right going into this weekend. 2020 cricket such a such a fickle sport, unfortunately, and, and what's happened can very much easily happen. But on the flip side of that, you can, you can very much get in a roll and, and win a couple of games in a row before you know it. So... I think for us, it's just about continuing to be fearless and, and backing our skills because we believe we've got a really good squad and, and a squad that can go all the way. So, yeah, we're we're hoping we just get in a bit of a role here starting in Lovington on the 23rd and, and then you never know. Tom, what sort of attitude do you take when you go out to, you know, mm. go out to bat? I mean, I mean, I've never played 2020 cricket and we, we watch from a side and, and some of the shots that are played, you know, you shake your head and think, wow, you know, how can you guys play these shots? What sort of attitude do you take when, you, when you're when you striding out to bat? Well, for me personally, it's just about trying to get off the mark, to tell you the truth. Um, but, yeah, I'm in complete agreement with you there. Watching guys like Glenn Maxwell go out there and do what he does is absolutely ridiculous. Um, I think for me, I, I sort of mentioned fearless before. That's that's how I try and go about it and, and see the ball and back my skills. But, um, yeah, I certainly don't have some of the shots that uh that a few of the other boys have in the locker. But so, do you have yeah. do you have shots that you know are reliable for you that that you take out in your toolkit knowing that I think I can score boundaries here here and here? Yeah, definitely. Um and it's a tough sport, you know, those those shots going to get you out from time to time as well. Um but I think it's just about continuing to believe that you know they're your strengths and and even when they do get you out they're still your strengths. So yeah, there's a couple of shots for me. I personally, I, I like the pull shot and the straight drive. They're probably my two go-tos. Um, and yeah, they've definitely got me out many a time, but I, I still keep trying to believe that they're my strengths. So Sammy Harper's come across, obviously, Tom. What's your relationship been like with him? You've been able to form one relatively quickly. And, and do you two talk much out there? Is there a, a clear and identifiable plan as you're walking out into the middle? Or are you just going out there and thinking, let's just swing at anything that's in the zone? Can you let us into your, your mindset a bit more? Definitely. Sammy Harper's an absolute great man. Um, I get on really, really well with him. And we probably knew each other a little bit um, beforehand, having played a couple of games and both being from Victoria. Um, And yeah, I think it's sort of similar to what you said before. Like Sammy's obviously, he's got the 360 package. He he can play all around the ground. So he's just really clear in that and and backing his skills. and, And I'm probably a bit more limited in where I can hit the ball. So I'm just trying to go out there and back my skills. We just try and keep it pretty pretty cruisy between us, have a bit of a laugh, to be honest, because, yeah, if it gets too serious, it's, you know, can can stop being fun pretty quick, I reckon. Yeah. And what's the availability like of some of these guys on the weekend? I mean, I know you, you made some headlines for bringing in some big names. The availability going into Saturday. So I imagine Harris Ralph is there. Maxi will be playing, I imagine, as well. Yeah, Maxi's tracking well. I'm yep. um, hoping to have him back for Saturday. Uh, which would be Matthew Forrest. He's obviously our captain and, and he's been unbelievable in the last probably two years. So really excited to hopefully have him back. Um, Harris is back around as well and, and Liam Dawson is, is still here for another game. So we should be just about able to take our full squad up to, to Lavington on the 23rd and, and hopefully we can come along, come home with the jockeys. Tom, have you had a chance to talk to Harris and, and why is he not playing for Pakistan? Do we know that? Um, that's that's a great question. Um, 
probably one I, I don't really have much idea about, sorry. Yeah, it's a it's a curiosity for Simon and I. We don't expect you to, to, to be across it, but uh it's it's quite amazing for us what watching on. But all the better for the stars to have him at your disposal. You know, speaking of international players, what did you did you watch the IPL auction last night, Tom? I didn't actually, but I saw <laughs> Mitch Stark went for four and a half million or or something like that. So fair play to him. When are you gonna nominate? <laughs> Not for a few years yet. I probably should worry about trying to make a run first, I think. Yeah, Tom's out. You're, you're at Ringwood, aren't you? I am. I'm a, I'm a Ringwood Ram. Yeah, he's a Ringwood Ringwood Ram, and they do the best salad roll I was going to ask you this. Cricket. Really? Best salad roll, Ringwood Rams. Ripper. I think my dad single-handedly could keep him in business, to tell you the truth. <laughs> he, he makes the salad rolls? No, no, no. He, he eats them all. <laughs> oh, well, he's. Uh, I'll tell you what. He, he's uh, he's eating very well, and he'll be a very healthy human being because they've got everything in them, beautiful and fresh, magnificent, best in the cape. Well, when Essendon come to town, when if it hasn't happened already, uh, look out for the big scuba, Tom. He'll come in and give your old man a rum for his money. Um, so for you, your journey, state cricket, Australia A. I mean, we have a laugh and we talk about you wanting to to get off the market and make a run. But what what are your aims and your goal? Are you a goal setter? I mean, where do you want to get to in your in your journey? Um, well, every every young kid yep. dreams of, of playing for Australia, obviously. Um, whether that's realistic for me right now, it's probably not. Um, so as boring as it, as it does sound, I'm just trying to score runs wherever I go and, and win games of cricket wherever I go. So at the moment, that's for, for Ringwood and, and for the Stars and, and a little bit for Victoria here and there. Um, but yeah, obviously, just like any kid, I, I'd love to play for Australia one day. Tom, what's the difference between a, a run of outs in the mm. longer form of the game and a run of outs in 2020? What, what, what's the difference in your, your, your mental attitude to get your, yourself out of those ruts? I think it's very, very different. Um, in the 2020 stuff, I think you've just got to keep believing no matter what because you're only ever a little bit of luck away from, from getting a big one. You, you're sort of playing so many shots that, you know, it's very easy to get in a little bit of a, a rut, I guess, if, if that's what you want to call it. Um, so just continuing to believe and, and sort of, as we spoke about before, going back to your strengths and, and what you're good at and, and always believe that they're your strengths. Whereas it, the Red Bull side of things, it's mm. I guess it's a bit different in the way that it's a moving ball. You're probably playing a lot more defensive shots. So whether that's on your on your defence and, and how that's going. Not sure if you played up at Albury before, Tom, but uh, having a look at it and being there briefly a long time ago, I reckon if you hit a six there, it's going to take a while for the ball to come back. It's pretty short straight, I, mm. I hear. Um, yeah, so, yeah, hopefully we get in a roll and, and my straight drive's working well and, and Harpsy's ram shot's working well. Yeah, indeed. No, nice part, of, nice part of the world up there. That'll be good for you. And maybe this is where it all starts to, to turn around, Tom. Hey, great to have you on the line, mate. And uh, we wish you well for the rest of the rest of the campaign and the BBL and obviously the rest of your cricket to come uh, after that in this Aussie summer of, uh, of cricket. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. There's Tommy Rogers there from the Melbourne Stars. Their opening bat. That was our cricket update for Halal Home Loans Investments and Super with Hijaz. I was out at uh, the Ringwood Rams one day and there was only one role left. And now we know why. Yeah, Mr. Rogers, Rogers, Mr. Rogers might yeah. have hoovered up a few. I might just have to move in there a bit quicker. When I knew you were going to talk food there. So when you said they make the best, I'm thinking pie, sausage roll, something baked. Beautiful, beautiful and then you've gone the salad roll. Beautiful fresh salad roll. overwhelming. Crunchy lettuce, tomato, beetroot, ham or chicken. Which, oh, just beautiful.
A reminder to wear your floppiest hat on Boxing Day as Cricket Australia and the Shane Warne Legacy offer free heart health tests around the MCG from days one to four. Back in a moment. Summer Breakfast on SEN. Yeah, indeed it is. And I hate to pick you up on a technicality here as Ross has done, Scoob, but uh, Ross says, newsflash, if the salad roll has chicken or pork in it, it's not a salad roll. Cheers and Merry Christmas. Nothing wrong with a bit of protein in the salad roll. I'm with you. I'm just conveying the messages as they come Ross to hand. Wants me to say That's wrong. Meat and salad roll all the time. <laughs> I know, Mr. Beat. I told you. Lavington Grand will be plenty of runs. The pitch, the pitch is a road. <laughs> pitch is a road and really short straight boundaries. Adam Schneider coaches the Lavy Panthers in the O and M too. You've played, you played up there. Yeah, we played a shield game there years and years ago against New South Wales. Jeez, I, know, so they I needed think some... we won, so someone else must have been captain. But um, I think I reckon we won. We oh, beat I... New South Wales there, and they were a hot team. For goodness me, I'm playing with... We just went up there and we just <laughs> took them apart. Uh, you sent Merv, put Merv to work, did you? Yeah. Asked him if he could uh, deal with Henry Lawson. I am. Severely. I take his hat off. And he did. <laughs> you had an in for Jeffrey. No, I didn't. You'd had it in for no, Jeffrey. It was a crucial wicket. He was the New South Wales <laughs> Crucial captain. wicket. We needed a crucial. It was a crucial. Look, like, what was he batting? Was setting the ten, no, eleven, ten. Uh, 10. <laughs> a crucial wicket. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you told him afterwards to no, butter was, up. Yes, yeah, mate. Look, nothing personal today, but yeah, you know, the captain. You got to hone in on the captain to, to give your own team a bit of a bit of pep and and uh, take us into day three. You know, in a in a really buoyant mood. So we needed a. <laughs> Try and hurt Jeff if we could. Hope they go well, the Stars. As this text says here, as a Hawthorne supporter, supporting the Melbourne Stars oh. is the closest thing to feeling yeah. like a Saints fan. <laughs> a little drop you off here. You couldn't wait to read that. Yeah, <laughs> I did wait. I read two before it, actually. Yes. In actual we're fact. Having, you're not giving me a chance to retort at all because we're going. Oh, what a shame. We're nearly out of time and it's a hard <laughs> out as well because we've got to get to the newsroom because on the other side of it, Simon, we're going up north. To have a chat to the former league man, Jimmy Smith, uh, the former star swimmer of this country, James Magnuson as well. SEN eleven seventy. Here we go. We'll be with him up next. Summer Breakfast on SEN. Uh, welcome back. There you go. We've got the news headlines to you. You're up to speed with everything happening here and across the world. And uh, we're just beavering away in the background uh, to connect you to our great friends up at 1170 SEN Sydney. What? Jimmy Smith and James, the missile Magnuson, the world champion um, swimmer, they will be joining us very, very shortly, Scoop. Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith. I used to do the cooking show with Jimmy. The you did. Sporting, sporting Flame. flame. Used Taking to. Air, we got fired. Oh, well, we're going to have to address this. Absolutely fired. Right off the top. No fault of mine. I was going to say who's to blame for getting No, couldn't called? have been my fault. Sporting with my flame. talent, why would they, like, you couldn't. star hosts. Simon good. O'Donnell and Sammy Edmund. Hello, boys. Jimmy, welcome to you, and a big good morning to you, James Magnuson. We're just talking before you joined us, Jimmy, as we welcome you in. I mean, rest in peace, the sporting flame, I have to say. Uh, Scoob, <laughs> Scoob's devastated. <laughs> Whatever happened to that, Scoob? I've got all these dates in my diary locked away. <laughs> I was waiting for my new weather to arrive. And <laughs> yes. We, we actually got emails saying, oh, you know, look, We've got a new sponsor, and the barbecue will be arriving, da-da-da. <laughs> now, Jimmy. Stone silence this, from that day on. This won't shock you, Jimmy, but just again, before you uh, your ears joined our program, uh, Simon yes. was very quick to say that, in fact, uh, he, he answered his own question rapid fire. He said, whose fault was it? Well, it certainly wasn't mine that it got pulled. <laughs> 
Uh, I think our, our international support should have ensured that we yeah, went for another I season. I don't. I don't know how that. See, uh, that's why I'm leaving heading. tomorrow because well. I'm heading. <laughs> Jimmy and I are heading to Japan. Yes. Oh, we're taking our show to Japan. Are you? Yep. Yeah. Well, we have a big following in Japan. Clearly, you needed someone like Sunrise's Hyderabad to fund your program. I mean, what was going on with the IPL auction and a couple of your quicks just absolutely cleaning up last night, boys? Yeah, the New South Welshman did well, didn't they? So, no real surprise on that. Cummins oh. and oh, no, what? no surprise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, they bowl for Australia, but they're true blue New South Welshman. You know that scoop. So the bias oh. extends to the IPL auction is incredible. <laughs> uh, Four point <laughs> four million for for Mitchell Stark, who look um, bought that very nice property with his uh, with his better half Alyssa Healy as well. So this is a nice head start on that one, boys. You know what they say, Simon. You get handed a New South Wales cap, and then after that, it's a Sunrisers Hyderabad cap straight away. So <laughs> and that's four million. <laughs> yeah, four million. Hey, hey James, um, how's your career going now? You're working with this low life. <laughs> <laughs> it was looking up, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sure what I've done. Been done to been uh, punished with uh, this summer breakfast show. Oh, uh, right. No, nah, we're, we're flying. We're flying up here, boys. Um, just on uh, Mitch Stark, so Jimmy was talking about he's got a point of difference. This tall left arm in swinging action. Uh, 145 Ks. 145 Ks. Mm. Is there anyone else that should have been picked up in the Australian landscape who's got a point of difference like a Mitch Stark that maybe has been overlooked? Simon? Who? That's a question for you. Who? who? Well, who? You, there well, isn't Lance. anyone. Lance Morris was overlooked. Like he's what? express speed, but thought oh, you having to go at the poor Western Australians who are three <laughs> hours behind us. <laughs> they can't reply. And a couple hey. of decades, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I thought you would have nominated a, your very own Scotty Boland straight away. Well, a big Scotland. One Victorian. Or Josh Hazelwood even. Oh, I, I I was disappointed Josh Hazelwood didn't get picked up, but I'm not sure he, I think he his and availability Smitty and whatever yeah. were there for the whole tournament. I think that might have ah. brought, brought down why they weren't as popular as they should have been. But I'll tell you what, the buyer of the century is Travis Head, yeah. isn't he? Yes. 1.2 million. And Dan Vittori, the coach there as well, the Aussie assistant. So he would have been thrilled. That is an absolute yeah, steal. Kiwi, oh, <laughs> with you. Oh, is with that you just though. salty from the Indians that – Travis Head did what he did at the World Cup, and now they don't want to pay him big bickies. Hey, James, you might have a future in this Cape of media. I like the cut of your jib when you're thinking that way. Well, That's good. Hey, while we're on the cricket, uh, so D Warner's definitely getting to get his farewell in your backyard as well, it would appear, Jimmy. Uh, that was never in doubt, even before he scored 100. Jimmy's calling for another year for big big. <laughs> no, day. I'm not. Yeah. No, I'm not. Ian, Healy, he... Ian Healy was. He t- yeah. joined us, and he said, yep, sign him up for one more the way he's going. Well, okay, Scoob, everyone's had their say on it. I'm sure you have, and I, I know you've been making headlines, of course, of this summer for some of the outrageous things that you've said, but you've also gone and said this. Can Walking you tell headline. me? Here, yeah, this is it. The test schedule. Can we play the audio, please? You're going to need that scenario, we're unbeatable. Tassie get looked after. Perth gets looked after. No one cares about Sydney anyway. It's just, it's a win-win. <laughs> I can't believe Sydney miss out. Well, why are we giving them a deck that spins? Whoa, boy. I wondered if this had made it across your desk because uh, the most volatile comment was, well, he's generally washed out up there anyway, so we might as well just skip it. Yeah, see, I knew you were going to go there. I wasn't having a go at Sydney. I was, I was, <laughs> what, what I was doing yes, was, this will be good. was making sure that we made India as uncomfortable 
as possible. You know, Jadeja was going to go home because at this stage he'd played five tests and hadn't spun one. And I didn't <laughs> want him to get the opportunity of spinning one in Sydney. So right. it was nothing against your people or your weather or that the ground's a bit small and you probably need some <laughs> new stands because, you know, really those old wooden seats are really on your two buttocks. They, they wear you out by the end of the day. But there's nothing against any of that. You, oh, des- you deserve mate. a game there. And what you could have done is probably played two or three extra Shield games there that year. Would have been fine. Those grandstands are heritage listed, my friend. <laughs> bring a pillow, you <laughs> bloody sook. <laughs> bring it one of your donuts, Scoop. Oh, bring a pillow. <laughs> now, listen, oh. I understand what you're saying from a pitch point of view. It pains me to say I understand what you're saying. But if you actually think that's going to happen, then... You've probably had a couple more head knocks than I anticipated. <laughs> Mate, you know very well I've never had a head knock because I've never been close enough to get it knocked. <laughs> now, I openly admit that, that I was a coward. I have no problem with that. Absolutely zero problem with that. Hey, can I ask you, what do you think in present terms, in in 2024 dollars, what would Simon O'Donnell have gone for? In oh, the he loves it. He, boys, I'm so glad. He loves this question more than anything else. So, yeah. What was Mitch Stark's record? Four point four. Yeah. Well, he did. He didn't invent the slower ball, and he can't bat. So clearly, you're going to go for what eight point eight. Yeah. Yeah, I would have gone for a lot. So, (laughs) so James, say something uh, sensible to take your media career to the next level, please. Being credited credited with inventing the slower ball is not just code for can't bowl a faster ball, is it? Yeah, well, you you could never, ever have classified my normal delivery as being fast. (laughs) Never, ever at any stage. Although in a couple of magazines, they did did put RFM. Right arm, fast medium. Right arm, fast medium, which was absolute crap. You cut those out, put them on the, <laughs> the scrapbook. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I, speaking of something sensible for James, I wanted to ask James around all roads lead to Paris, you know, next year, of course, for the Olympics. Um, James, at what, what stage? So, in your old line of work, where would you be at right now? And where are a lot of your uh, former contemporaries at at the moment in terms of preparation uh, right now as we get into Christmas? It's changed a little bit since I retired. So now we do our Olympic trials a month out from the big event. It used to be we do it in the Australian summer, so like right. a February, March. So right now we'd be almost ready to peak uh, for those Olympic trials. But uh, with the Olympic trials this year being held, I believe, in June, uh, they'll be able to have a little bit of time off over the Christmas break, maybe a couple of days Um and then they'll be looking to peak later in the year. So they'll all be deep, deep in pre-season training right so now. So were you one to just uh, allow yourself a little slice of Christmas put or were you just... No. You couldn't? We, we were so strict. Oh. I, I mean, swimming is... It's probably more pertinent than any mm. other sport power-to-weight ratio because you will literally, literally sink if you put on extra weight. Yeah. So um, we were so, so strict this time of year. But the swimmers this year with the trials not until June, they can probably uh, treat themselves a little bit. Food, not alcohol, though. Right. Yeah. They, they'd be going six, seven, eight months dry leading into Olympic Games. Jeez. Mm. It's an amazing sacrifice, isn't it, lads? That, um, and, and not just in swimming, but, but world sport, particularly around the Olympics, that the, the men and the women, the things they have to, to do without. I mean, a good, just a tiny slice of pudding scoop. Hard to get through six, seven or eight hours dry. 
<laughs> well, I, I was going to say, I said no to an eighth piece of pizza one Christmas. <laughs> so, uh, That's sacrifice. Sure that, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Hey, James, are you keeping fit? I, you know, you, you, you were the missile, and I remember, you know, you had, you had a rig of summer that stood out magnificently in your day. You're still <laughs> nice and fit yourself? Oh, I'll probably throw to Jimmy on that one. I don't want to pump uh, up my own tyres. Refer his Instagram page. Right. <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, it's, it's rare. It's a rare day that he has a shirt on. I own a gym up here in Sydney, boys, so it's oh, basically nice. part of my job to stay in shape, I guess you'd say. Yeah, yeah, you're nice. a working advertisement for hey, your what? gym. What else is happening up there in Sydney, boys? There's still rugby league. Like this is coming back to Kerry O'Keefe, I thought, said something really interesting around our obsession with the winter codes. And it's obviously AFL predominantly down here and, and league up with you guys. And I mean, every time I turn on the TV, the um, NRL's in Vegas and who's going here, there and everywhere and everything that Kerry was talking about. I mean, is it still, does it still dominate the, the new cycle league? Here was Kerry earlier this week. Uh, I don't want to be talking about Adam Fanua Blake in November. <laughs> I got bad news for mm. you, Scully Wally. <laughs> He's about. front and centre. <laughs> yeah. Here's all we've talked about the, this morning. So he said no to the St George Illawarra Dragons. He said yes to the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, which is absolutely huge. I'm trying to get the equivalent over there in in from an AFL point of view. Chuck, who's our AFL man, give us an equivalent. Uh, I'm a Collingwood fan, so I would equate it to Collingwood Carlton sort of rivalry, whereas yeah. it's 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 bitter. No, but give us AFB the player going to oh, it. So oh the that, player going yeah. oh gee. Big um, thick forward like a Tom Hawkins. Oh, not no, at that stage a bit of his career. Than Tom Hawkins. Oh, I'd say it's probably probably Brody Grundy going to the Swans. I'd say something. But he was like a reserve that. grader, wasn't he? At no, the end? no, he wasn't. No. Okay. So you don't know anything about AFL. <laughs> so, so boys, all of those examples that Chuck just gave you, <laughs> not like that. Disregard. <laughs> Disregard. Yeah, we're a bit distracted anyway because Scoob just looked up the missiles Instagram page oh, and his eyebrows are suitably raised. Touch on the showy side. Suitably raised. Uh, the other thing I want to ask you boys before we go, how's the infrastructure going with the preparations for the 2026 Commonwealth Games? Uh, yeah, very good. Very good. I thought this might have been coming, to be honest with you. Uh, Scoob, were you familiar with the Commonwealth Games? The well, event that were we... Were going to have the Commonwealth Games? Well, there was a, there was a fleeting <laughs> moment where we were oh, going to have oh. it again. The old Indian gives. Aren't we yeah, losing enough money with the with the tunnels we're digging without yeah. having the Commonwealth yeah. Games? <laughs> yeah, we've got, we got enough road works down here, boys, uh, to sink a ship uh, uh, at the moment. Is the Eagle? Does he do the Commonwealth Games? Eddie? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, Bring so, him back. Yeah, okay. indeed. indeed. Uh, just before we go, we've got to get your uh, meat cut of choice for anyone this Ooh. week, Simon. Well, oh, Simon, mate, why don't you tell yeah. the boys what you're well, I'm in charge this year at our Christmas. Um, mm. I'm doing the ribeye roast. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm, I'm very much uh, looking forward to that. And um, uh, it's an eight-boner, um, and it'll take me probably a good three hours to, to cook it. But yep. the big one I'm doing this year, which I've never done before, is the brisket, Jimmy, James, Ooh. the brisket. Yeah. So I, I've, we've done a bit of Googling, got a bit of help from our SEN family down here of how I should cook the brisket. So um, I, I've got to get it right because Christmas is stuffed if I don't. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, def- right. I defer to Scoob on all matters, uh, meat boys, but uh, I'm keeping it nice and simple. Cranberry and pecan stuffed turkey, just a new recipe. I think a Curtis Stone number I'm going to whip up this year. Nice so and you're- simple. Jimmy I and I are a bit down. We got sacked, you know. Like we got fired. Well, this is we true. We had a show. We had a barbecue coming home, everything, and nothing. Everything. Nothing. Yeah. We just got taken oh, off. We had said. dates. We did. We, I've got them in the radio drive. silence. 
the, f- yeah. the flame silence. The, the flame went out. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. The flame, the flame did go out, and we must go out now as well, gentlemen. Oh, sad. Here we go. Great again. to chat go to on. you, boys. Uh, uh, good on you, Scoop. Good hey, won't chat next week. Merry Christmas to the both of you. And all your Same to you listeners. Same to you and the listeners. Good on you, lads. Jimmy Smith, James Magnuson up there, 1170 SEN Sydney. Uh, keep listening, by the way, for your chance to win a day one Boxing Day test double pass. We've got that to give away at some stage leading up to that uh, that second test. Uh, we need to break, though, for this man. The, the winner is Sydney. Summer Breakfast on SEN. Questions without notice. The Gazman. Make this Christmas a Gazman Christmas. And right now, enjoy 25% off polos and shorts. Now, we're not going to make a big deal out of this because you've stopped us from what doing that. But the first question that I notice comes from Don, and it just needs to be addressed. Sammy, will this be the last week we have Scoob on the airways on SEN and creating headlines? <laughs> if so, it will be Sad Friday. Is this yeah, your last week? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. It is. But you won't be here on Friday either. Sorry? You I'm winding up winding up tomorrow. Won't be here Friday? You're winding up tomorrow. You never know. So in all seriousness, Don, yes. Um, Scoob, sadly, for us, not for him, is uh is departing the building and um the sporting flame, the odds couple, SEM Brecky, um, it's the end of an era. Yeah. We touched on <laughs> so we touched on just addressing it quickly and then no, we'll, we'll tie it, it off into Don, a neat little bow. It's been a pleasure. It. Yes. Okay. Okay. Oh, lovely. Thank you. And I, I can tell you're emotional. I about enjoy it. your sentiment. Uh, I'm thankful for your sentiment. Um, we touched with James Magnuson and we, we joked about the Commonwealth Games. Yep. They're done. Are they not? Well, they couldn't. I don't be. think we'll ever see them again, will we? Well, they're not going to happen in that iteration, are they? Will they circle back four years down the track? Probably not. Not, they don't have the appetite for it. Why? Club, when they go into a hiatus, they they rarely come back. What what's your theory on the why? All the all the relevant sporting leagues around the world now are so strong that that it's just fallen down the pecking order of relevance. Do you reckon? It, it, it's not elite enough. That's for that, some that, athletes, that's, not for no, all. No, no, correct. And and I feel for the athletes. I wouldn't believe but the platform out, yep. hasn't stayed, hasn't kept up. With with all its competitors, mm. and it, and you know, it, it's now now everyone just wants to watch the best of the best of the best. Yeah, and the Olympics provides the best of the best of the best, and they're saying I don't want to watch that level. Albeit it's a fantastic level, and I'm, I've got nothing against any of the athletes. It's great that they they work and they try and be the best they possibly can. It's a good question, but it just it's on life support. I, I think it's done. It's on life support for sure. I think it's done, yeah. which is really sad. Yeah. Really sad. So you think back to the, in this part of the world, the 2006 Commonwealth Games. Now, I was at the Herald Sun then, and we were obsessed with it. Mm. It had two years of coverage leading in. The planning, the opening ceremony, who the, the, uh, at MSAC with the pool events and the track at the G and Buster Mottram had 85, 90,000 people doing a Mexican wave as he tried to beat the Kenyans. Like, it was massive. Yes. Huge. And now we tried to ship it off to rural Victoria. Mind you, it was never our event to begin with. We did, didn't want to set Jimmy straight there. We did come in to try to do the Commonwealth Games a favour in the first place. Was mm. it Edinburgh that, uh, that it... F- yes, I think they... Anyhow. Um, and then we've reneged on it as well. Like you compare then to now, it's chalk and cheese, isn't it? It is. 
With your blessing, I need to ask you this, given you, you're moving on to the next phase of your life. You've sold your property, you're downsizing, life is becoming a bit quieter. But what is so hard? Because you, in the ad break, sound just like my dad. And maybe it's my age that ensures that I don't get it. But what is so hard about retiring and taking I'm, I'm it easy? Not retiring. No, but you will need something to do. You just told me because you're off the land, you've well, got see, more hours in your day to fill. When I was on the farm, I was seven days a week. Now I'm what's been gone three weeks, and I'm I'm twiddling my thumbs. Now I've got things starting after Christmas, and you know, but I'm twiddling my thumbs, thinking, right. See, my dad's I, the I same. He has had, I reckon, two at least two goes at retirement, and has to go back and do something. And I just shake my head and think, how is that possible? Yeah. Well, I've just... had my sort of week of you know have a lunch and going a bit of golf, and oh, isn't this great? Yeah. And now I'm thinking. What's wrong with that? No, it's fantastic. Have a nap, cook but, something. But I only needed a week. If you said to me, I've got to live the next 20 years the way I'm living it right at this moment. Your brain had turned to mush? Oh, well, that's it. Really? I'm done. I'm really? Cooked. Yeah. Just put me in a corner and I'll just keep rocking. Because it, so <laughs> farming is, is, know, is always a visual. Is seven days. <laughs> put you in the corner but and you'll just keep rocking. I think, and it's not work as in, you know, you just need to be stimulated. Yeah. You need to, need and my mother-in-law say... is retired, and she donates a lot of her time to the local uh, down in Hobart, the botanical gardens down there, and some some walking groups she's a part of. So she throws herself into some clubs and some activities. Maybe it's just a you don't understand it until you get there. And I'm sixty. I'm way short of retirement. Sure, I'm not retiring, but I'm retiring from here. But I, I, you need, you know, I've had a week of n- not having to, you know pull a calf and not having to do this and not having to do that, not have to go to a cattle sale, not have to – and you think, wow, I, I, I'm – you're too active. You, you've got to have things to do. So, again, we're delving into areas that you don't like discussing, but what are you going to What are you going to do with yourself? Oh, got you got some on. things on the go? Yeah, yeah, got some good things. you got some go. irons in the fire, some hooks yeah, in the yeah, water? Yeah, got a, got a, yeah, got some good things to go. Got a, yeah, really exciting things that I want to spend the next 10 years doing. Mm-hmm. And then, then I'll retire, and then you and I can go and have a bit of golf, and you know, at your club, hopefully. Um, we need to get to the newsroom. I want to. I've got a couple of other questions that I notice. I want to get yeah. to you on the other side. If you've got one too, by the way, drop us uh, a line. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. We've got to catch up with Cara Conan as well. The uh, uh, international netball, the Australian Diamond, that squad announced for the twenty twenty four Netball Nations Cup. All things on uh, the fast track now for netball after that uh, collective bargaining agreement was finally agreed upon. Uh, we'll pause for the headlines and be back on the other side. Now we've touched on this a little bit, but obviously Mitchell Stark going for four point four. Million, the IPL auction. Uh, Pat Cummins going for whatever it was, 3.6 million. Travis Head, 1.2. Many other Aussie players going as well for around the $1 million mark. Josh Hazelwood didn't get picked up. And a big reason of that was uh, family commitments. I think he's having his first child and he's only going to be available for half the tournament or something, if that is correct. Steve Smith, though, left on the cutting room floor. How can that be? Yeah. Not, not, Not relevant. How? The, this year, and and he's been playing like all forms to make sure that he stays relevant. But you know, I, I don't know of his availability. I like, don't he, think he's there's any concern. Sydney Sixers. He's yep. he's played oh, Australia twenty twenty. That sample uh, of that run of matches in the last BBL tournament this time last year, where he was available for the six, he took the competition by storm. Mm. I know it might be a different level, but geez, surely he's got to go for something. He's just sitting there. Yeah. Buy him at his reserve. Just what? a just a 
well, which was 399 or something 350, was the reserve. 357 was the reserve, 1,000. Goodness me. Uh, yeah, you would think you'd be handy to have around, wouldn't you? Very handy, Very I would have handy thought. to have around. I just think that, that's crazy. Just cut a deal with him to say, look, we might play you every game. We'll give you a bit of a rest, but it'd be good to have you around the group and your experience. And do you, know, do you mind contributing that way? I'm sure he would have no problems for a million and a half just to be doing that for six or eight weeks. I, I know Mason Cox is very good at getting under people's skin. I reckon he's a ripping fella. If you ever chatted to him in a, in a private setting, he's genuine, he's, um, he's warm, he speaks to anyone. I think he's good for the game. He needles a bit of debate as well. And that's just texting. You might have heard about the Fish Creek Fire down there at the footy club that mm, a lot of the yep, Collingwood yep. players are involved in helping. Well, uh, Nat says Mason Cox donated his game-worn grand final footy boots to the Fish Creek Footy Club to raise money for the clubhouse that was deliberately burned down a couple of months ago. Great bloke. Lovely little town, Fish Creek, but they lost it. They lost the cups. Mm. They lost a lot of the photos and the memorabilia and the flags that they won over time. That's just shocking, isn't it? When, you know, clubs and people lose things that have got great sentimental value. Terrible. I only hear good things about him off the field. He's a good he fella. seems to polarise people on it. Yeah. You know? And you well, know, yeah, he's... he has that. It's funny, when he, when he annoys you on the footy field, it doesn't come naturally to him. Like Lots of times he'll kick that goal and he stands and he watches it and then thinks, oh, now I'm going to go and harass you. He, sort of, he takes that second or two to think, oh, now I've got to turn around and get in your face. Yeah. I, don't think it's, I don't think it comes naturally to him, but when he does decide to do it, he does it very well. Yeah. yeah. does it very well. Scoob, I'm 68, uh, says Ross. Downsized from 2,500 acres to 50 acres. No trackers, do everything the old manual way, 25 head of Angus. Go away for the winter every year for three months. I couldn't be happier. Fantastic. And there you go. That's brilliant. That's the template for you to follow from Ross. Good template. Uh, Don't forget, we've got that uh, Boxing Day test double pass thanks to Cricket Australia. We are going to give that away at some stage. Uh, We need to take a break, though, on the other side. We're going to talk some netball with Cara Conan, the Australian Diamond, part of the squad uh, for next year's Netball Nations Cup. That's coming in January. So stick around. That's to come. Summer Breakfast on SEN. Welcome back. Sam and Scoob with you through until 9 o'clock. Well, Cara Conan is a World Cup and Commonwealth Games gold medalist with the Australian Diamonds, of course. And the goal shooter has just been named in the Origin Australian Diamonds squad. And there's 13 uh, women named in this for January's Netball Nations Cup. They're taking on England, New Zealand and Uganda in London and Leeds across uh, the last couple of weeks of January. And Cara's donated some of her time to us this morning on Summer Breakfast. G'day, Cara. Welcome and, um, and thanks for joining us. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Always a thrill to be named in any squad, I would have thought, when you're representing your country. And this one has got a nice look about it. You're heading over to take on, uh, as I say, Uganda and New Zealand and England, January 20 to 21 and 27, 28 over there in the UK. Yeah, absolutely. As you said, it's always an honour and a privilege to represent your country. So I'm really looking forward to January tour in Barmy, England. And it's the first time Australia will face Uganda um, ever. So, yeah. yeah, it's a pretty historic one to be a part of. Now, I know you've got a, a camp obviously locked in for the AIS uh, come next month, but it must be great uh, just coming, I guess, turning our mind to Super Netball to actually start a meaningful preseason after the, the pay dispute was finally resolved. Yes, absolutely. I think that we were obviously waiting in the wings for quite a while for that um, all to be sorted, but we're really, really happy as a playing group with the agreement that we've come to, and we think that it's a a real partnership um, with Netball Australia to drive the game forward. So um, it's been great to get amongst the girls for uh, for this little bit before Christmas, and um, yeah, we'll definitely look to hit the ground running 
when we head into Canberra. Cara, just to assure you, the balmy England gag didn't fall on <laughs> deaf ears. Okay? <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. As a North Queensland girl, um, yeah, it's pretty brutal out here. <laughs> it, it, the, the breath of fresh air over the last couple of weeks, I can tell in your voice, Cara, with all the, the controversy over and done with. But if if yeah, we go back, yeah. you know, the last couple of well, not the last couple of years, the last five, mm. you know, the diamonds have just been superb. What is it that makes you girls tick and tick so well at the top of the tree? Yeah, absolutely. I think that obviously, um, like it's great to have replenished the trophy cabinet over the last couple of um, major tournaments in the Commonwealth Games and the World Cup. But prior to that, we were silver medalists. So I think that that definitely, as all Australian um, sporting athletes do, it definitely lights a fire in the belly and. It, is a great motivator to be able to come back and, and reclaim those trophies. But, um, yeah, I think it's probably just attributed to Stacey Marinkovic and, and her leading from the front and the culture that we've been able to create up at the top in that Diamonds group. Um, we're all great mates off court as well, so that doesn't hurt either. And what about you in your own journey, so, Cara, so, and where you're at in your career? So between goal shooter, goal attack, as I said, you're, you're a multiple gold medalist now. Where do you see yourself in your own sort of path as a pro athlete? Yeah, hopefully still in the infancy of my career. I'd like to think I have a few more good netball years in me. But, um, yeah, I think that the the last couple of tournaments have been a good challenge for me in that goal attack area. I've kind of been slowly moving my way up the court, and um, that obviously poses a nice different challenge. And um, I want to keep building on that to add to my versatility and, um, yeah, become a bit more of a force out on court and dominate that goal circle. Carrie, you talk about versatility. You know, we, we see it in, in some sports where – you know, let, let's say AFL footy where people will start forward and they end up backs later on in their career. Is there such a thing as netball? Would, would you be, can you become a wing attack or, or even a, a goal defence? Um, is, is that something that happens on a netball court? Yeah, I think that you do. Definitely it depends on um, – because I think the positions on a netball court are so different. Like I'd be probably the tallest holding wing attack you'd ever see out there. But mm. I have actually donned the wing attack bib once in my career. So um, it does happen, definitely. It's probably less common to do end-to-end switches because you do spend so much time um, honing your craft in attack or defence. So um, less common, but never say never. You never know. Now, obviously we're talking international netball with you now, and this is all very exciting. But I just – have to ask you about your, your club netball, where you play at the Sunshine Coast Lightning. In fact, mm. I think you're a, you're a foundation player there. Easy now, time. you've re-signed, and Steph Fretwell's re-signed as well, but how about the signing spree of your club? So you brought in the Diamonds captain, Liz Watson, the reigning player of the year, Courtney Bruce, as well. I mean, this is an all-new awesome foursome that's about to hit Super Netball. This has got to be hugely exciting, Cara. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, myself and Steph are the two remaining um, foundation players who are here from the get-go, but obviously... Um, Belinda has been hard at work at the helm on the phones in the recruitment office over the break and um, yeah has honestly managed to um, sign some really really big names but also some really exciting young talent coming up we've got eight Queensland products that have come through the pathways here so um, it's a really really exciting mix there's a really good energy amongst the group but uh, I mean we've seen it before star-studded lists can um, crash and burn so we definitely want to make sure we're putting in the hard yards and and doing the grind to ensure we're we're really, um, I guess, bringing it to the league next year. But it's hard to see you're not finding harmony early, given you, you yeah. all play on the international stage anyway. And, like, do you play a role there? Like, given you know Liz and, and Courtney so well, like, do you play a role when it comes to the recruiting of players? Um, oh, look, I think that I would be probably um, shooting above my weight if I said that I did. Um, but, yeah, I think that 
Belinda's got such a good head when it comes to recruitment. And I think a lot of it, when you've got such a small team of only 10 players, a lot of it comes down to personalities and making sure that everyone's meshing off court because every little division can really um, drive a wedge on court and affect performance. So um, I think that she's done a very good job. And um, yeah, it's just up to us now to build those connections both on and off the court. Cara, I've always thought that, you know, success breeds success. And, and you know, as new players come into systems, they, they want to make sure that they, you know, uh, keep that team, you know, at a level that, you know, its supporters have become accustomed to. And it, just the Commonwealth Games, if I remember correctly, and your, you know, the New Zealanders and the Poms, which, you know, you, you have a great rivalry with, often that you'll see that they, they beat you in the, in the lead-up games, but but come finals, you you seem to have the wood on them. Why is it so? Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, well, we've tried to really drive. Um, it's funny that you bring that up because we've tried to really drive in a diamonds environment. The first meetings matter um, kind of notion where it does. It's like you can't really give any opposition an inch now in international netball because it is so competitive and. Um, yeah, it's obviously not the way we plan it. It's not by design that we go down in that first round and then um, have to come back. And obviously, I think in the most recent um, example of World Cup, we didn't really expect to meet Jamaica as early as we did. We probably mm. thought that it would be us and them in the final. But um, yeah, at the end of the day, you've got to beat every team. And uh, like again, going back to that true Aussie fighting spirit, we um, probably it lights a bit of a hunger in all of us and uh, and the competitive nature of all of us. We um, really uh, hit the ground running when it comes to that second meeting. Just on the World Cup from, from this year and the win over there in South Africa, like, with everything going on here, did you did you have the time to sit back and properly reflect uh, after the celebrations over there of what you were able to achieve, Carol? The, the netball world was moving pretty quickly back here on a domestic front. You, you, you struggled to do that. Yeah, I think so. Like, honestly, it does get a little bit lost in it all. And um, obviously, coming back from overseas, we kind of entered into that CPA dispute mm. environment. And, I mean, we did celebrate nice and hard while we were still over there as a group. And, and we had an awesome couple of nights um, as a team that we were able to celebrate with our support staff and, and really acknowledge the win. But, um, yeah, it's funny. I feel like some of these experiences that you have, you um, kind of don't get to reflect on them properly until probably the end of your career. So it's, it'll be good to take a little bit of time over Christmas and just reflect on the couple of years that were. Um, and, yeah, just really acknowledge the the people that put in all the hard work behind the scenes to get us there. And then uh, back to work big time at the AIS in Canberra. That's Monday, 8th of January. That's a date you'll have circled in, in red texter for sure. Um, great to chat to you, Cara. Uh, the Diamonds are absolutely dominant, top of their game at the moment, and to have everything settled with Super Netball's just uh, the icing on the cake as well. So we wish you uh, luck for January and, of course, all things with Sunshine Coast Lightning after that. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Appreciate your time. There you go. Cara Conan there from the Australian Diamonds, their goal shooter, or mix of goal shooter and goal attack as well, named in that 13-player uh, squad for the series against England, New Zealand, and Uganda for the very first time, as Cara said, in London in late January. Uh, Darren's out in Seymour. Just before we take our final break, Scoob, we better get a, a hold of Dazzo, who's been waiting on the line. How are you, Darren? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Sammy and Scoob. Good listening to you, Blake. Hey, I know it was a conversation last week about skull and the lack of interest in the cricket, but I was thinking about it, and I reckon it's back in the day, there was the mystique, the mystery about the players, and the only way you could see them was actually go to the ground, and and the Channel 9 coverage would finish at T, so you couldn't see the last action. Yeah. But now you, we see all these players on Fox Cricket, 
So there's no mystery about the players and who they are and what they can do. So I think that could be a contributor as to why people aren't actually going to the grounds to watch them because you can just sit at home in your lounge room and watch watch the players and, and uh, get to know them that way. There's no mystery about it anymore. Mm, mm, bit of mystique, Scoob, uh, from Darren. That's his theory anyway. Yeah, Thanks for the call, theory. Darren, as well. Not a bad theory at all. I remember those days. I used to curse them the uh, the day-nighters at the G. We've spoken about this before. The TV, the tube just got switched off at yep. like 4 o'clock. They'd give you the first two hours. Oh, it was brutal. That was hard. Well, get on the train, come in. Oh, I was down, to, you know, I was down in Rose. Your, your national team. Down in Rosebud as a 15-year-old. It was we'll a bit, the bus. bit rough, wasn't it? Mum let me on the Frankston line at 15 to get up to the G, you reckon? Yes, I would think so. <laughs> yeah, you do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We used to be able to get the bus from Rosebud to Frankston and then onto the train. Yeah. And there's so much cricket now, too. Anyway, we, we've spoken about this a lot, uh, other than to say I think Skull was spot on and um, uh, all of them in the backdrop of that uh, crowd in Perth that we debated at length. I'd see the crowd last night in the Big Bash was reasonable, wasn't it? The Adelaide Oval. I don't, didn't see the final figure. If anyone did, let us know. But on TV, on the small screen, it looked like looks it was like, a reasonable... Okay. Turnout, ah, the top tier's generally never full, but no. I think they had a reasonable go yeah, at the Adelaide Oval last yeah. night, didn't they? I don't. Well, I didn't see any of it. I, I chuffed off to sleep there and I was sort of doing some other things. I tried to catch Bad Santa last night. Oh, did you watch it? I, uh, sorry. What? You and I just don't hit it off on movies. Oh, well, I can't remember it that well. I remember laughing, though. He didn't like the it. The little midget and the bloke who's the little midget. always having this. <laughs> See, that's a play on words. Yep. Yeah, okay, gotcha. And the, you know, the guy you didn't like Billy Bob. On a durry and, you didn't like Billy Bob. I didn't mind him, but I, you know, just sort of all got, yeah, and then you know, all the cash came out in the bag. And <sighs> so I right. must admit, yeah, you and I in movies, I don't think we'll ever sit through one well, together. It's not my favourite movie, but it gave me a chuckle. Anyhow, but I don't think you and I will sit ever in our lives <laughs> sit through a movie together. Uh, no, we will not. Uh, we need to take a break. That music means oh, you we need to chill off. On that. No, I think you're probably dead right. Uh, on the other side of it, Julio, Julian DeSteve's going to join us. Stick around. Just a grumpy old fat bloke.